just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 20 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season one, episode 20. What is and what should never be. Luke, you mind if we get a few words before your first game? Yeah, we're going to put it on the internet. Ravenshoops.com. Yeah, we're going to have a webcast and everything. What the hell is this? Well, we have this website. Yeah, we're sports announcers. Not in here, you're not. The locker room's closed. No media. Dude, did you hear that? We're media. So, welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is season one, episode 20. What is and what should never be Dom? We're here. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I am very well. I can't believe we are on episode 20 already so close to a season finale it's insane how are you feeling about it i i was thinking exactly the same thing earlier so i i did my rewatch of the episode and i made uh, quite a few notes on this one thinking oh we've only got two left we've only got two left of season one we're nearly at the end of season one already it's crazy we it has gone so quickly and our podcast has our humble humble little podcast has grown so much uh in since its inception which was only you know three and a half four months ago and uh i i know that i can speak for both of us in saying how grateful we are for all of the support that we receive we get messages every single day um on instagram and patreon and email and everywhere um, from listeners uh, just saying how much that, that you're enjoying the show and it means so much to us and is way beyond anything that we ever expected. So thank you so much for all of your support. I've got loads of messages and questions and comments to read out, Dom, uh, from listeners that I figure we, we should do uh, towards the end of the podcast so we can get through sort of our thoughts on everything uh, and then we can hear hear what our friends and that's what i was thinking yes they are listeners you are listeners because you are listening but you also feels like you are our friends and uh the more that like uh and this is it's sad that you don't get this part dom like uh because you can't for you know spoil spoilers but like i i'm like talking to people and it like genuinely feels like we're connecting and you know forming friendships over the shared love of this show and uh it's a really beautiful thing so we'll get to all of those messages at the end we've got patreon shout outs loads of new patrons that that we want to uh you know make a fuss of um yeah we have a lot on our agenda today dom i can't wait it's it's so nice to see some of the messages that you are able to forward me uh very humbling uh, and genuinely uh quite 
just lovely aren't they just so many nice people and, and I do feel like we're getting closer to these people and as much as I don't have the direct contact with them it's nice that some of the messages some of the messages that come through are um sort of aimed at me as well as you and you know uh, I think people tend to comment on my outlandish <laughs> predictions more than anything and there's me going how are they outlandish? What, what do you mean? What does that mean? What does it mean? But it, it's fantastic. I'm so glad that we've started this journey and, and that people are reaching out to us, you know, in even our um, own high flyer stuff that we that we talk about and just involving people and just trying to support people by them just listening to us or by them reaching out and us, you know, sending a, a, a virtual arm around the shoulder just as a, you know, we're here if, if you want us to be here for you. That's great love it well and all of the messages always are uh to both of us um so i i do share things with you all of the time and share things with don but i actually um i've asked a couple of the listeners that have like said things and questions and i've said hey please write some messages that are for dom and i will literally send them to you and like, I won't reply, I'll send them to you. And then you can reply via me, like you can then send me your responses. And you know, you can have these conversations, because I know that you would enjoy that. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um, I'd, I'd love to um, be able to do that. And it's it's fine if we have to do it through uh, you, because I, I you want to keep me spoiler free. And so far, we've, we've, we've done 20 episodes, and I have not had a single spoiler. So it's good it's like you're in prison and i'm like checking your post in case you're trying to break out it's censoring my mail leads us on to shameless promo for our new podcast fox river a prison break podcast (laughs) coming soon very soon very soon um i've got there's so much to say on this episode dom um high flyers things i have a part two to a story a high flyers story that i shared on the second ever episode i've i've already i've shared it with you off microphone a few weeks ago but i've been waiting for the right time to to share with our listeners the the second part of a new development of that story and it kind of fits in to a a storyline within this episode so i figure it's kind of a relevant time to bring that up we also have loads of exciting developments with our podcast. We just literally like an hour ago did our first interview with a cast member, which was with who, Dom? It was with uh, Baby Jenny. <laughs> Baby Jenny. Grace. She graced the podcast. <laughs> nice. Her name's Grace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> come on. Come on now. You know what's up. So it was... <laughs> We so we had an interview with 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 her and that will be uh, live probably before this comes out and probably put that out uh, you know before Christmas. Um, <laughs> so it's live already. So it's already up. You already heard it. You loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but that was really fun and you know hopefully the start of a new series that I want to call a conversation with. Uh, so you know like how David Letterman does his like new on Netflix, like a conversation with Obama, a conversation with George Clooney. This is a conversation with Grace, who played Baby Jenny in One Tree Hill <laughs> and and others to come in the future. Let's hope so. Well, we have, we've teased it so much, but Paul Johansson 
it's happening. It's so close. He literally just posted a link uh, to our podcast on his Instagram. Incredibly grateful for that. Big friend of the show, Dom. Probably one of the best friends of the show. <laughs> I would we, say. We've got, we've got Grace and Paul. That's it. That's the beginning. We've Must got a baby. We've got a baby and the villain. <laughs> what more do we need? <laughs> Forget the middle. Forget the rest. Don't worry about yeah. that. <laughs> of I course, I take that. W- I, I take that all back. We would love all the rest to come on the podcast as well at some point. Thank you. Especially you, Chad. <laughs> Especially you. <laughs> That's so creepy. Hello, Chad. <laughs> um, I just also wanted to say that. Uh, as much as people are reaching out and saying how much the podcast means to them, it means so much to us as well because it has bonded mine and Dom's. That's bad English. Is it Dom and I? Mine and Dom? Dom and I? It depends what you're saying. What's the, what's the rest of the sentence? <laughs> <laughs> we already established on episode 16, One. I think. That I... <laughs> Thanks, Don. That I can't speak, you know, and almost lost. I lost out on a primary school teaching career for not being able to <laughs> to not actually, you know, do phonetics. So chips, 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 chips. Give me chips. Give me. Hello, everybody. It's time for art. Um, no, the uh, it's bonded dominized friendship even further like this is kind of what we you we get so excited like when we're just talking and messaging like every day we'll message and talk about something but it's always surrounding the podcast because we get hyped about it um so it's like a really nice shared hobby that we have that's uh you know solidified our friendship even further as well absolutely what what's really exciting for me is that we're now I feel like we're getting deeper and deeper into this. I know that there's a long way to go. We're only just scratching the One Tree Hill surface, as it were, and we're about to start another podcast as well. So we're gonna have we're gonna have, we're gonna be juggling so many things. We're gonna be juggling our work lives, our podcast lives. You're gonna have a baby, so you're gonna be completely knackered. Um, <laughs> So it, it's all going to be a little bit crazy and we, we've got quite a bit of planning to do and working out how the hell we get through it all and, and find the time to do it. But it's so exciting as well because we know that we will. We want to keep pushing and, and do more. So, so exciting. And, and it has just brought us so much closer together, which is fantastic. And we were just saying, we were just saying off mic, weren't we, that we miss being in the same room. So uh, in the UK at the moment... Uh, as we're recording this, we're in our second lockdown. We have about a week left, a week and a couple of days left of lockdown until um, the Prime Minister decides to reopen the country um, for Christmas and then we'll probably close it again in January. <laughs> um, but it's we were just saying that it's so nice being in the same room and we, we feel each other's energy. Feel the energy. You can actually feel the energy. Um, but through Zoom... And recording remotely sometimes it's a little bit difficult as much as we are pretty high energy anyway um it's harder to do we miss being in the same room so and pizza we miss eating pizza together 
I had a pizza for the first time today since we last had a pizza about like six weeks ago and just it felt so good it felt so good to uh, I was like you were there with me loved it <laughs> I had my barbecue base <laughs> and barbecue base yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well it shouldn't be too long hopefully you know after Christmas and in the new year we'll get back in the same room I mean this is also feels like a, an applicable part time to say that Dom and I are taking on this second podcast we have made the decision as much as I'm sure it is probably a pipe dream, but it is our dream. Our, if we could do it, it would be amazing. If we were able to turn this into something that we could do full time, you know, if we could somehow spend our jobs together talking about TV shows and movies that we love, that is the ultimate dream. So we are going to work as hard as we can towards doing that and putting out content that hopefully you know you all enjoy we we really want to do this as our you know as a potential future this we want this to be a career for us and we love podcasting we love putting content out we we love reaching out to to you guys and we we love it that you reach out back to us and that we have that communication and it's uh, we're reaching the wider world and the, the One Tree Hill and Ravens fans uh, you know across the world are, are getting in touch with us and we we want to spread that joy with a lot more people and it'd be great if you know just a a follow a rating or you know even joining a patreon tier goes a long way in supporting us to be able to really push our content out and really spread that message and then helps us start up new podcasts as well which is something that we really really want to do and are really looking forward to as well you know we, we don't want to limit ourselves to just uh, the two podcasts that we've that we've got going at the moment we want to expand and do a lot more and really make 1030 productions a, a bit more of a household name and you know we can share the chad michael murray pictures that simon <laughs> has on his wall you know uh and just just get one tree here out there to the rest of the world as well as the other podcasts that we're gonna you know do and that we're planning exactly that exactly that love it so dom let's move in to this episode my friend where would you like to start barbara allen woods oh, oh my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in our bonus episode uh, i think bonus four i said to dom, dom and i played uh kiss marry kill i think we called it because we both agreed we hate the word snog which is like the british way of saying it snog marry and avoid we said we changed it to kiss marry kill and i said i would kiss deb is that becoming a bit clearer to you now well yeah after this episode it is i mean we had the whole thing with tim in the last episode oh Mm -hmm. the, the episode just before that sorry yeah and uh for whatever reason uh deb is wearing a lot less than she used to she's not mm-hmm. that mumsy cardigan wearing type anymore she is now she she's letting everything out and literally she let everything out today <laughs> She's, I, I say she, today because I watched it again today. <laughs> so it just feels like she did it today. It happened today. <laughs> you could you 
You could call her mama, but it's in a different way now. You know? Oh, mama. <laughs> Fair play, uh, Barbara Allen Woods. You take care of yourself, and I am impressed. Well done. Colour me impressed. That's what I'm, I'll say. All I'm saying is, Dan Scott, how did you get a girl like that? Damn, Scott, what a boss. I know. Hip toss over Deb's lip gloss and... Floss? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's... um. Yeah, she... Yeah. I mean, taking it back, right, to the beginning when Deb first came in, did you ever see her character going down this route? No. I definitely did not. I thought we would have another... Um, this sounds so chauvinistic and bitchy, but I, I thought we'd have like another Karen-type character mm. who's very homely, very set, very comfortable, uh, and very lovely, but isn't showy. Debs has now become showy. She's showing some things. She's showing some things that she didn't show before, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like she's not choosing to show them. They're trying to show themselves. <laughs> they're just they're just coming out. They just they don't want to be hidden away, do they? <laughs> they will not I mean, be contained. Barbara Allen Woods, fair play. She looks after herself. That's great. I mean, she did in 2003 slash 4. We're spending way too long on this. Shall we move on? (laughs) We're not giving any content. We're just talking about boobs. (laughs) (laughs) There go all our new listeners. I'm so sorry, everyone. Okay, so... Where does Deb start in the episode? Simon, do you remember? <laughs> uh, um, right, actually, uh, the, the order of Deb um, is a little bit um, misty because does she... Is it her conversation with Karen in the cafe? Is that about taking her up on her, on her partnership offer? Is that where we begin or do we see her before that? While Dom thinks, I've actually had a Just... couple of, requ- of requests for um, for this. So, <clears throat> keeping up appearances, keeping up with the Joneses. Who requested that? I'm fooling myself. Come on, everyone at home. I'm fooling myself. You say who few requested people, that? Few, few people. Who, who requested it? Someone um name them. Uh Tahini on Patreon um requested it. And uh a few people on Instagram requested it as well. Did these so, people so there you saying... go, Dom. No, these are our supporters and our listeners. Uh, the, say the, something the... to them. Go on. I want to say one thank you for being patron patrons, support and supporters, followers of of our page, followers of our podcast. But why did you feel the need to punish me then? 
not punishing you and giving the people what they asked for, what they want, what they crave. No, why did why did they feel the need to punish me then? By they're not you punishing you. They do they that. want <laughs> you to have pleasure into an endorphins rush from hearing such a sensational voice. The endorphins are there because of our previous conversation. Nothing to do with that song. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't remember if she does. He, does she have an interaction with Dan at first? And then he leaves. Mm. No, I think... No, I think the first that... time he sees her, that is when they... When she's, like, drinking wine and stuff and getting a bit drunk. So she must be she, uh, in Karen's cafe and I wants think to discuss we... the partnership. Yeah, I think she only really has two two parts, really, like, in this. Regardless of, like, the order or anything, she has the conversation with Karen about being partners she hugs keith that's one bit we need to talk about and then the other part is her stuff with dan that night and then the next morning some of the stuff in bed and whatever conversations in bed <laughs> so which bit should we talk about her in the cafe first so she approaches karen saying that maybe it was a mistake her not taking up her offer of being a partner um and Karen accepts, and they are going to be partners. How did you feel about that, Dom? Well, uh, I'm going to have to look over the contract when it comes through, because I kind of think that Debs will be like lovely about it, but there'll be like some sort of weird clauses in the contract, because Karen's kind of one of those people that would be smart about it, but would go all, all out 50-50. But I think she still needs to hold like the high-end like sort of stake in the business and keep you know a minimum a minimum of 60 percent that needs mm, to be was... like a minimum only give away 40 percent at maximum absolute maximum based on like trust and things like that but really she only wants to be given away about 30 percent of the business because she still I wants was... to call it karen's cafe not karen and deb's whatever so I was thinking that. I was thinking that 60-40 seems like a reasonable split. But also, Karen's done all of the work for all of these years, you know, building it up, making it a, a name that people can trust in Tree Hill. Yeah, absolutely. I knew, I know Debs did the six-week, you know, push, but a lot of those ideas came from Haley. So the ideas are already in the, in the, in the business. They just need... You know, I suppose Debs was like just the backer, wasn't she? She was like the the pusher and the backer, whereas De uh, Haley was the, the ideas kind of engine. But I guess we can appreciate partnerships, you know, Dom. We are in a partnership ourselves. That is very true. Well, hopefully, they have a friendly, amicable, wonderful, great partnership like we do. If if we were to compare. Out of us two, which one of us is Karen and which one's Deb? You're Karen. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I meant that in a nice way. Actually, either way, I don't know how I would take either one. Which You're, you're Hayley. <laughs> why, why, why would I be Karen and why would you be Deb? Um, because it started off as your idea. Mm. And you and you are because I'm not allowed to be spoiled. You're like in control of the Instagram and the editing and stuff. Mm -hmm. So 
It's only when it when when it gets to the we start our next podcast that it sort of levels out a little bit, doesn't it? Mm. So, so maybe they need to start a second cafe, and then they could start like a little chain in Tree Hill, and then they could have, you know, run them. There could be Karen's Cafe too. That's on the other side of town. Speaking of which, Dom, a listener who I will shout out at the end of uh, the podcast when I I will show you it. Uh, a listener has sent us a map of Tree Hill. It's like a fan. It's a fan made map, um, but it's it's really good. It gives, Excellent. Yeah, I can't share it with you. I'll have to talk you through it because there's locations and things that haven't happened yet. But I can oh. give you some answers to where the things are that you currently know. It's so difficult being three and a half years behind. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. So, okay. So they, they do, a, they, ha- they have started a partnership. Uh, Keith, who we'll get on to later, um, but Deb gives Keith um, a, a good hug. It's, it's a good grip on that hug felt like she sort of smelt the air around his ear and around his hair you know one of them hugs it's like a smell of the air type hug how did you feel about it i hadn't picked up on it being that kind of hug i thought it was a like a good luck on the interview kind of hug because it was like she she was like oh don't you look nice you look great good luck in the interview here's a hug see you later i gotta go you know, I've just taken half of her business. I'm, I'm not going to leave. <laughs> going to go on break. Go on lunch now. Yeah. Eat lunch somewhere else. Food here sucks. but <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it better when I'm in charge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. And then the other half of Deb is she is in a tracksuit. Not for on. long. <laughs> God, hang on. Let me set the scene. She's drinking some wine uh, out of Wedding Crystal, we later find out. Not she... hers, though. She broke no. hers. That's right. Good detail. She is packing up Dan's trophies, his glory days. Dan enters. What are you doing? So on and so forth. She's drinking the wine. She gets heated you know, get out, give me this divorce. She drops his trophies. He hits back at her, you know, why do we have to do this? So on and so forth. She's like, what do you want? You want the clothes off of my back? Pulls off the hoodie, pulls off the shirt. She's now in a brassiere. <laughs> <Dom. laughs> I'm just setting the scene. Sorry. Just talking facts. This is how I would describe it to a police officer. <laughs> you might have to. <laughs> so, so, Dom, were you expecting her to take her clothes off? That's my first question. And then my follow on question was what did you make of all of this? <laughs> oh, I think you know. <laughs> The, fl- the floor is yours, you dirty okay. old man. <laughs> well, like like we discussed last week, we we kind of worked out that you know with that we're just near enough the same age. We're a similar age to them. We're not far off, surely. Well, she's what what her Deb and Dan are meant then. to be what 30, 36, 38, something like that. Maybe thirty eight, yeah, thirty nine. 
three to four years away. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she wouldn't. Right, she wouldn't. Back to the she, plot. she wouldn't be like a milf to us. She'd just be like a a woman. A peer. <laughs> a peer. <laughs> Just one of our peers, you know, a colleague, a, if anything. She's a peer, a colleague. <laughs> she's just an acquaintance more than anything. <laughs> okay, this is partly when you were like, like a while ago and you were saying you were declaring your love for like Sophia Bush. And I was like, yeah, now I guess. But I was thinking, wait till we get to like end of season one, beginning of season two. Deb, that's where my money's at. Put it on the table. <laughs> Cash down. <laughs> Cash Damn. in, cash out, bro down. Put my money in, put my money out. Money's in, double it up, pull my money back out. <laughs> put it happening. all on Deb. Put it all on Deb. Deb, oh, Deb, Deb. Give me Deb. Lots of Deb. All the Deb. Hey. Oh. Hey. Oh. Oh, Deb. Wow. Okay. If you'd like so. to help charity and charitable causes, you can find Deb's Den hoodies in the description on the merch link. <laughs> Deb's Den. Go ahead. Okay, so Deb, um, she has a drunken, frustrated moment in that Dan has said, well, there's no point in you boxing all of my stuff up. You're only going to have to unbox it. Because this divorce isn't happening. This is my house. I've done everything for this family. I've given you cars. I've put clothes on you. I've done this. I've done that. I gave you this this house. And she's just immediately fought back. And she's gone, oh, you want the car? Is that it? You want the car? Throws the car keys. You want the house? Take the house. Throws the house keys. You want my clothes? Fine. Have the clothes. And then whoo, whip comes off. Slams it down. They're out. She's got them out. <laughs> She's just standing there. And, uh, you know, you eloquently put it as a brassiere. <laughs> and she's standing there having a little shout. And then it's all like, sort of stops. Like, what do you want? And he says. I want you. I want you. And then he comes rushing over. And he grabs her. And it's all like very passionate. And he goes to kiss her, and she slaps him. And I was like, "Oh, oh, we've 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 gone in on the slap, kind of like Karen did to Lucas last week. It's like whack, like nice quick slaps, like kind of what everyone wants to do, but doesn't get the chance." Uh, and then he goes in again. He's like, "That slap's not going to stop me." I'm Turned like a, him on, if anything. <laughs> I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm like a bullet train. Nothing's stopping me. Efficient, quick, um, <laughs> and he's. He's he's all up in her grill, and he's grilling. Oh God! <laughs> Here's George Foreman in in there. <laughs> There's a rumble in no the jungle. <laughs> this, uh, yeah. I mean, were you I, expecting I, this? I was most surprised that she let it continue. Oh, you thought so the thought, slap was going to be the end of it. I thought the slap would have been the end of it, and he'd have like picked up the shirt and like thrown it at her and gone, "Oh." sort yourself out you know you're a shambles but it's kind of a heat of the moment thing and it, it was like oh all oh, this is like 
what's this going to do for the tension now? Is this going to immediately alleviate all these problems? Because I think that would have actually annoyed me a little bit more. I would have got like, I would have been like, oh, how how is that? She's gone from hating him for the last ten episodes to now suddenly like one night of steamy passion or one afternoon. It just seemed like the middle of the day. Yeah. Getting him out in the middle of the day. Like, go for it. Okay. Oh um, it just Please seems stop to... referring to, to it as them. What? I haven't done anything wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I, I love the female form. And I can oh only apologize. If anyone has taken any offense, I do apologize. I'm very sorry. That's genuine. Okay. That's heartfelt. Uh, all right. You can take the piss. Bill Clinton. <laughs> the... uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, not not meaning to be crude. Okay, let's let's be a little bit sensible. Yeah, now. we're just joking around here. We are. We are. So that 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 sort of night of passion, the, well, the moment of passion, was um, a surprise to see because the the tension between them has been so full of anger it hasn't actually been like sexual tension or heat until until that moment so it's quite i was really i was actually really unexpected because i think he's very dan as a character has seemed very traditional and quite grounded and you know the sort of person that would go i'll sort yourself out you know that you look ridiculous rather than taking advantage of the situation and going, I want you, and, like, really being passionate. And he did actually turn out to be really passionate in that moment. And um, when they are in bed together and they're, like, lying together and stuff like that, I kind of thought, oh, it's still strange. I, I really wasn't expecting that level of comfort. As much as they've been together for years and years and years, I still thought... There's so much animosity between them that how have they got to this level of comfort so quickly? And they're reminiscing. Well, Come on. There's a, there's Calm a, yourself down. I think they broke the tension. <laughs> they <laughs> they worked out a bit of the, uh, the tension there and the animosity in a healthy way, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you could you could argue psychologically it's probably not healthy, uh, but... You know, they clearly have feelings for each other still, and I thought it was a it was a rare moment of seeing some, uh, like the the genuine side of Dan and him making himself a bit vulnerable and saying it's you that I want, I want you, and he put himself out there, and then yeah, then he's then sharing with her when they're like in bed and they're reflecting about when they first got together and they stayed in the dorms together and they didn't ever want to. He didn't want to go out into the outside world. He wanted to stay in in there, sort of cocooned in there in this sort of shielded environment. And then that is actually what led him to decide, you know, the next morning or whenever or later that day, I'm not sure, that he is going to give her that divorce because the real world is out there and they do have to go out there. And maybe he's realizing that, they don't function on a sort of fundamental level. Is that sort of what you picked up from that? Uh, yeah. Um, you've put it. You put that really well. Um, I th- I think definitely they they if they were in their own little bubble, as explained, you know, when they were at college and it was just them because they were avoiding like the 
everyone had the flu and was really ill, so they needed to kind of stay away from it. Was that what happened? And uh, she's, like she's pregnant with Nathan, so they couldn't go home because they hadn't told oh, their parents yeah. yet. Oh, okay. So I oh, completely misunderstood that bit then. Um, uh, so anyway, they're, they're in their own little bubble, and it's probably all really, really nice and lovely. And then they've got the whole having to deal with Royal and Royal being how he was and Dan deciding at that time to give up basketball because he doesn't want to have that pressure from his dad anymore and stuff like that. And and it's kind of like that path that Nathan needed to take that Haley was kind of bringing him down. Like, actually, you don't have to stand for that. No, you don't have to do that anymore. You can be your own man. You don't have to follow these rules. You can decide you don't want to play basketball and if you do want to play basketball, then, you know, that's fine. That's up to you. But but make that choice. And Dan never got to that realisation. You know, Dan didn't emancipate from his parents and um, get his own apartment and stuff like that. He continued to live that life. And the other interferences in their lives is what causes that rift between them. So her work and constant travelling, his work and his controlling of everything and um Nathan's basketball and the wanting to control that and it just tears them apart as soon as you get rid of all of that they're like a happy little couple and have fun and enjoy each other's company but it's when Dan turns around and says we have to go back to the to the real world and the normal world that actually that makes sense and what really surprised me was her surprise when he says you'll you'll get your divorce mm. I was like oh yeah. she's now it's like she's backtracking now because she was like reminiscing, looking through the yearbook, the '86 yearbook, was it? Mm-hmm. It was Which a really I, I loved, smooth transition. I loved that. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, I was like, oh, like we'll pick up on that because it was so good when she puts it in the box, and then yeah. it's Keith that comes back. That was so good, really, really well done. It loved was that. really, yeah. I really like that. I don't think I'd noticed that before, and it was really good because we'll talk about Keith later. But Keith is obviously packing as well. So it made perfect sense. It wasn't even like forced in in terms of to make it fit. One Tree Hill gets really good at that in the later seasons. Um, like people have a lot to say about the later seasons, but they uh, what can't be taken away from it is the quality in which it's filmed and the they do loads of transitions between the storylines where it's um, thematically syncing up like that. So that's kind of it for Deb, really. Um, should we move on to Dan? And then do you want to do your predictions for Deb and Dan? Or do you want to do your predictions for them separately? No, I'll do them together. That's fine. We'll, we'll cover off Dan and then we'll go from there. Okay. So, um, you know, forgetting the order, it doesn't matter so much about the order of this um, when it comes to... You know, if it, if we were talking about Nathan, we'd need to do it in order. But I think for like Deb and Dan, it doesn't matter as much. But I mean, he has his moment with the pretzel in the in the mall with Nathan. Uh, was there anything with Dan before that that would that we need to discuss first? I don't think so. I don't think so. He he sort of sees him at the. He has his interaction with Deb, and he sees him at the mall doesn't he? he sees nathan at the mall at his first job and he mocks him for it i was so surprised at that if if that was um if that was me or if that was you for example and you're although you're 
you know, San, I suppose, has gone, I don't want anything to do with you because you've been a bit of a bastard. But if they were turning around going, I've gone and got myself a job and this is what I want to do because I want to be kind of a bit more of a self-made man, I'd I'd be proud of that, really, wouldn't, wouldn't you? Mm. Yeah, of course, of course. But Dan is not a rational person, Dom. <laughs> He's a control freak. <laughs> but the, the, it's um, he really... Really, like I know we, I say it a lot as a joke, but in this moment, in that scene, he really reminded me of my dad. Like he, like the way his hair was, I don't know. I just, just like really looked like my dad at this point. Like, do you see it at all? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can really see it. The the hair as well. I remember your dad's hair so well from when we were younger, and it's exactly the same. It's like no different. It flows beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, but when it, he, when I, he's walking away and Nathan says, hey, dad, have a pretzel, that, that could have been your dad turning yeah. around at that point. It, could, it just could have been him. It Right. Yeah, for real. And I was like, uh, so, yeah, I, I like that scene because, you know, I love my dad. So, <laughs> but, the, um, <laughs> but yeah, he, so Nathan throws him pretzel that's been on the floor and he takes a bite of it. Like It's a nice little comical moment. Gary liked it. Oh, I love Gary. Love <laughs> Gary. I love him so much. I can't wait to talk about him. Um Okay, and then is that pretty much it for Dan? Uh yeah, I think so. He doesn't really interact with anyone else, does he? It's literally so just what... Nathan. Well, there's the moment at the police station. So the reality slap um when he's in bed with Deb is that he gets a call from the sheriff's department. And I'm assuming, yes. it, you know, that Nathan has said, you know, call my dad, but he's probably still got a couple of mates there because, you know, the whole bus incident at the beginning of the series, mm-hmm. um, he got away with that and it was like on the back of him being Dan Scott. So he's probably got some friends that have gone, hey, he's here, you need to come and get him. Mm-hmm. Um, he turns up to get him and he's like trying to drag him home and say, right, that's it. You've, you know, you can't explain this to a judge now. You've You've lost your right to be on your own. You're coming home. Um, and this is Nathan has people coming to the rescue, and I was surprised at who it was as well. Who was it? But I was like, I I wasn't surprised when he stood up for him in his apartment, but then to be outside. Right, the, you uh, want to say you sheriff's office? It. It's Lucas. Come on, but give Lucas the man some credit. Give him some Luke, credit. Lucas was there helping. Lucas was he there was. supporting, you know, and trying to be a nice guy. And Dan. Oh, Dan's line then I wrote it down because it's a contender for favourite line of the episode Ooh. where Lucas first, first turns up and he's kind of like hey leave him alone or whatever and Dan turns around and says and the disappointments just keep on coming because like Lucas I was like oh my god what could I write it down <laughs> he delivers them as well like Paul Johansson's delivery like his, he plays this role so perfectly. <laughs> so good, so, so good, so good. I mean, you know how you said Whitey is in your like all-time like category of best characters. Like Dan Scott is in there for me as you know one of the best characters of any show, any TV, any movie. Like I, I love him. I think he's great. Uh, so, what what's your predictions for Dan and Deb going forward? Deb will be maybe a little bit confused now because she'll 
be reminiscing. It'll be the the sort of dreams of the past that will make her still want to be connected to Dan. But I think she'll still go through with the divorce. Dan might actually make the the divorce a little bit more amicable because he's now realised that actually we're, we're not good in this scenario. So maybe we need to be separate to then potentially in the future rebuild our love. Mm. I think that's uh might be important. Dan said something to Lucas about Karen. You need to ask Karen about the circumstances of our relationship or something like that. So mm. I hope we find out a little bit more about that. Um but that maybe that's more of a thing when we talk about Karen and and Lucas. Mm-hmm. Um but I hope I hope that comes out a little bit more. Um I just think Deb will now focus on building her new empire with Karen as well. Mm. Maybe the introduction of Deb's den. I don't know. I only, I've only seen <laughs> the hoodies on our website. So. I love that. I love that you don't know. So we, <laughs> you know, could be anything, but we'll see. Okay. So <laughs> who do you want to move on to next? Uh, well, I, I just, I chose Deb's and, and Dan really. So do you, where would you like to go? Who are you thinking? Do you know who I, I really could... liked this episode? I actually really liked Peyton. Mm, Do you want to go to Peyton then? I thought Peyton was good in this episode. She was good. She had some super obnoxious moments. Super obnoxious. She had another great line with Nikki, which I also wrote down. She had, yeah. Now, I've been getting some... don't know what the best way to phrase this is um comments let's say feedback about um our views on Peyton and um I just have to say sometimes I'm doing it on purpose just to wind people up a little bit because um you know it's uh it's funny but I I just have to say that we really like Peyton and we think Hilary Burton is a really good actress um, and her role is great. But sometimes all of the characters, they have little moments and lines and things that are a little bit, you know, she's just she's just not my favourite, but I still like her. And, and One Tree Hill wouldn't be One Tree Hill without her. She is incredibly important to the show. So let me just make that clear. I, I would never want her to not be in it or anything like that. She's just not my favourite. With that being said, Peyton, yes, this was a much better episode for her. Where did she begin? Was it at school? Um, it was at school when Lucas is back shooting in the uh, in the gym. And we'll talk about that a bit later when we get to him. But she was helping him to stretch out his shoulder and Brooke walks in and storms out again. Yeah, it's the moment where they're, trying to kind of rekindle their friendship and there's still that feeling of closeness isn't it between them it's it's almost like the not talking to each other has been forgotten about um and the 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 avoiding each other has been forgotten about and they're kind of letting bygones be bygones and it's just okay let's let's just go back to being friends because it's it's nice and we're good friends and we understand each other and we get on really well so let's just try that again um and Brooke sort of walks in and goes oh I would say get a room but you've already done that and disappears off and that's when Peyton chases after her it's like Brooke what's going on you know 
this can't continue can it that your comments all the time and just this feeling that you have you know about me and Lucas so what we what we doing what's what's the plan from here and she's like fine let's just not be friends anymore yeah it's it was a big move but it's kind of like when you think about it this has been going on for a long time like all of these jabs like all the way back to the um the tournament like the cheerleading tournament um and all of that so there has to come a point where enough's enough you either you have to either forgive you can you have to forgive and move on but it's either forgive and move on together or forgive and move on separately and i think that was that was a good comment and a good point and i liked all of that from peyton i assume you did as well yeah i thought it was really good and it's it's like moving on isn't it being grown up because brooke is still being very childish um as much as you know i really like brooke she's still being a bit bratty about it all isn't she and i understand it's difficult to move on from these things and the last episode she had a really difficult episode because of the whole pregnancy scare and then upsetting lucas um by not being pregnant uh, but lying that she was and you know so on and so forth but um peyton has taken the high road just kind of saying fine if if it isn't working for you as much as I want to be your friend, this, this, then fine. Let's just call it quits. And she even says that to Lucas because Lucas then comes to visit her at home and returns the CD. And she has a music like that's missing door <laughs> that she then crosses out. I thought that was actually pretty cool as well. Yeah. Like, I've lent someone a CD. I must write it down. But she doesn't write who. She just writes like missing music or whatever and just like crosses it out. Is this, is this a famous thing? Does she have this all the way through? Yeah, this is kind of a thing. She has like doors and things that she writes on, and I, I, it, I like that moment as well. It reminded me of uh, that moment in Billy Madison where Billy Madison calls up Steve Buscemi's character and is like, you know, I just want to say, you know, I treated you badly in school, and you know, I'm sorry about that. I was going through some things. I hope you're okay. And then Steve Buscemi's like, yeah, great, thanks for calling. And then puts the phone down and turns to like his chalkboard of like people to kill and just <laughs> crosses off his name and then sits back and puts lipstick on <laughs> <laughs> slightly less insane uh as billy madison but but the same sentiment i've got my well, cd back yeah well perhaps if you know that list after a while would have turned into people she was going to kill if she didn't get the cd back but uh, <laughs> But that their whole interaction, Lucas and Peyton, while they're in Peyton's room, it's overly friendly. Like these are the bits that I was sort of uh, foreshadowing a minute ago, saying was a little bit obnoxious and a bit facetious. Is just how uh, they're so like she's kind of playing so much up to. Hey, dude. Hey, man. Hey, like as in we're friends. High five we can high five let's share music oh what records you got like it's almost like they're trying so hard to be friends because the loins still burn (laughs) they're still feeling it within them i actually um oh i completely agree i actually liked that it was doing it and when she said dude because she called him dude at one point i was Mm -hmm. actually like oh Oh, we're, she's really trying to kick you into the friend zone. Really yeah. trying, but yeah. you're not going. You're like you're like a cat 
with your fucking claws out and you're, you're just holding on for dear life and you're not letting go. You're like, ah, I've got to stay in this zone where I could be your boyfriend and I'm not leaving because I'm a cat and I've got claws and I'm going to, ah, fucking, no, I'm not ever letting go. And she's like, dude, friend, buddy, high five, fuck off in the friend zone. And he's like, don't push me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, don't know if I've ever seen you so animated in my <laughs> life. <laughs> Secondly, I was imagining he's like just holding on by the the thread of his soul patch. Into... <laughs> soul patch. That's uh yeah. What well, see, and this is why this podcast is so important, and speaking to you about it is so important because now I'm looking at that scene and thinking, actually, that's that's actually really good. Because, yeah, it was written like she was really consciously trying to friend zone him. And I guess I didn't think of it like that. I just thought of it as obnoxious. And I'm going to retract that on the podcast. I take it back. Allow me to pick up the obnoxious card and the facetious card. And I'll put them over here in the bin, in, in the trash. We'll use them again if Jake comes up, I'm sure. And I... <laughs> and... I will uh, I will deem her with, yeah, she's trying and trying to put him in the friend zone and trying to move on with her life, which I think is admirable. Oh, uh, fair play. Fair play that you've gone back. You know, real high flyers moment there, mate. You've <laughs> gone back. You've, you've made a decision. Uh, you've changed your mind. You've, you've done the right thing. Well played. Well done. Oh, thank you. See, listeners, she's all right. She's okay. Yeah. Be the cat. Cling on, Lucas. <laughs> well who who are you shipping at this point for lucas uh hey. like, who do you want him <laughs> no of course <laughs> is, that, actually... is that genuinely your answer is it Haley? no i i actually think nathan and Haley are brilliant a brilliant little combo i was re- I like the beginning of the episode which we will talk about i got a little bit upset and then immediately realized I, I didn't need to be um so <laughs> um i actually think peyton and lucas being the fun friendly couple fun friendly people that they are to each other now would make a good couple so from this episode they would make a good couple because they've had all the drama and the fuss and the you don't know me comments and like the 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 bitchy flirting which is really un- has been uncomfortable to watch, which kind of made us made me not really like Peyton, and it was just she just always had a shitty comment. Um, <laughs> actually, she's gone to having like light-hearted shitty comments, which is great, you know. And it's it's become banter rather than like uh, pushing people away. So I actually think that they would be a nice couple now if they didn't have the whole Brooke scenario. Mm. Mm. yeah they kind of they suit them they suit each other they're into the same sort of music and they're into the same the sort of alternative i would guess you could sort of if you had to if you had to label it dom you and your labels but uh, (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I, i i agree so peyton uh she gets she, she she talks to Haley at school and gets invited to the party, right? Yeah, so she's invited to the party. Uh, that's when we then get to her bedroom, and she says to Lucas, "You going to the party?" That's uh, right. This yeah. bit, 
It is when Lucas goes, yeah, I don't think Haley's ever thrown a party before. Well, you'd know. You've known her, like, pretty much all of your life. Mm. So you know she hasn't thrown a party before. Mm. Silly. Anyway, so she's like, not a date. It's not a date because you're my friend and you're in the friend zone. I'm pushing you into the friend zone, but your claws are digging into my skin uh, and you won't let go. Um, get, like, get off get off me. It's like humping her leg. It's horrible. She, um, she did kind of say it like that. It's like, it's not a date. It's just like this. We go together. Yeah. We won't drink alcohol. We'll just, you know, have some soda. You know, end of the night. Maybe I suck your dick. See what happens. <laughs> don't know. You know, play it by ear. See how we get on. You know, soul patch. Up and down. Down and down. And we'll see what goes on. Absolutely. There you go. Perfect. And then then the next <laughs> kind of... Well, let's move on. Let's go on. I like that. Uh, I like this flow. <laughs> Um, the next, the next time we see them is at at the party. Yeah, and Lucas is the most unsociable person ever, playing like a Game Boy or something in the middle of a party. Elbows up to his ears again, walking in. A yeah. little bit shy, a little bit embarrassed to be there. You know, in that in his little blue t-shirt. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Awkward. He's playing awkward, isn't he? It's like the director's gone, okay, Chad, uh, everyone knows what they're doing. Chad, remember, you're awkward. No one likes you. And action. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Spot on. That is is the exact direction he would have been given. Yeah. uh, We'll talk about this on our next bonus episode, but uh, all of the acting in this show is really good. I think like that's what something that, pulls the the show ap- uh, away from uh, other shows that you could sort of classify in this genre or whatever is that the acting speaks for itself and i think chad michael murray is uh, is a really good actor so the, i know that you you're sort of saying shoulders by the ears and all that sort of stuff but he does play he feels awkward and he he plays that role well where it's probably far from what he is in real life, like as in, you know, he's probably a pretty confident person, I assume. Maybe he's not, I don't know, but, you know. He plays crippling shyness very well. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Um, so Peyton's story kind of develops into a fight, doesn't it? It does. So she has the, the two in a row with Nikki. We see Nikki again. Um, oh, we'll yes. talk about her reintroduction to the episode in a minute. Yep. But we have the moment with Nikki where Nikki is basically being bitchy, talking about Jenny and stuff like that. And like, stay away from Jenny, bitch, because I'm her real mama. Well, firstly, Dom, you and I now know Jenny personally. So we do. <laughs> we, have, you know. we, have met, we have met the real Jenny. We spent more time with Jenny than Nikki ever did. So. <laughs> <laughs> the very nice Grace. Yeah, very nice, very nice. And there, there is a line right before the fight that is said by Peyton. If I can find it in my notes, and uh, it's when Peyton goes to like approach Lucas and Nikki, who are at, like a bar bit where there's like drinks being served and that, and. Uh, this is where Nikki says, I thought I smelled something. And Peyton immediately <laughs> says back, oh, that's skank. 
And I think it's coming from you. <laughs> I knew, I knew you'd love that line oh, because what a, we've been what a great line. We've been going on for so long about that Nikki smells. <laughs> <laughs> and if you was to come up with a word for it, oh, skanky, <laughs> skanky, skanky, and crusty as well it smells, oh, crusty oh it's, my god it, it seems it somehow it smells wet and dry at the same time i don't <laughs> i really hope in the next episode she's like oh hey skank whore <laughs> it's it was uh it, she also she had another line that i thought you were gonna like um or maybe you did where she says something like have you got a problem and she went yeah bitch it's you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't fuck with me. <laughs> yeah, and that's when it, I think it that was the climatical end of their verbal exchange that led to fist flying. It, it well, led to Hillary Burton getting shoved into a fridge. Yeah, okay. Well, so should we talk about the fight? I know we need to get onto Nikki as a separate point, but that fight I think it was really well staged and choreographed. Like it looked real. Like, I mean, ha- have you ever seen? Um, have you have you ever seen women fight before? Like in real life? Uh, yeah. I yeah. never. I I've actually only ever seen one fight. I think, and it was in school. Uh, in in high school, and uh, it was a guy that I was like. Someone I was like friends with, uh, not like like friends with like earlier in school, maybe sort of like year seven, year eight, year nine, that sort of thing. And this was like later in school. So we weren't really like friends that much anymore. But it was like distressing to still see it happen. And he uh, and he it, he got like he got a beat down like in front of like the whole school. Um, it was nasty. Like it wasn't like. It wasn't like super bad. I mean, it got broken up by teachers or whatever. But I just remember thinking, this isn't good at all. This is not. This is not entertaining. This is not nice to see. Uh, and yeah, I've never liked. You know, I'm just not in. I'm not a violent person. Um, in the slightest, it's just not my thing. Uh, but I found this fight really distressing as well. I was like, oh my god, it feels so real. Like someone stop it. Why are they not stopping the fight? The the going for the hair thing, in the fight that I've seen with with two it was similar. I've had watched people pull them away from each other as well and have to really like and do it a couple of times and they're really going for each other. Um, Wait, was this they, in school? Um, yes. But it it wasn't it was school people but not in school. Right, right. It was like a party, and it got out of hand. It was similar to this, but there was no chairs going through windows. It was like these two that didn't like each other, um, and it just they just stupid really got out of hand. But the, taking chunks of hair out of each other, like mm. f- like grabbing and ripping, it was it was horrible, horrible. It is horrible. I, I've uh, like seen a few fights, and um, one of them fairly recently, like with it within the last year, believe it or not, was at, was at a McDonald's, and uh, there was a lot of drunk people in the McDonald's, and this old guy had come in and had said something to a, this group of youngsters, and one of them reacted and got up, and they they started a fight, 
So I got up to go and stop it. I thought if if I can make a difference here, I'm going to go make a difference. So I'm going to what I'll do is I'll I'll grab the older guy that initiated it essentially by saying something um, quite rude and harsh to people he had no business to say anything to really, um, and and they reacted, which they probably shouldn't have done. But you know, actually, this guy had, had was inciting this fight, so I thought I'm going to go up and get him and get him out of there and just be like, look kind of I'm on your side but I'm getting rid of him because it's just going to create a problem and I was stopped the people I was with stopped me so they said don't no don't don't don't, don't do it yeah don't don't get involved because you could get hurt or something like that it's like yeah but I, I I need to stop this person getting hurt because he's made a stupid mistake and said something to the wrong people mm. so I could go and get get him out get him out of the situation and they 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 physically like grabbed me and made me sit back down they said no you can't go so like, okay fine and that night a man died (laughs) no i mean like but i hope your big mac was all right dom (laughs) (laughs) the police turned up and and dealt with it in the end yeah well so did did the guy get hurt or anything or no there was a lot of like neck holding they were like choking each other but uh it, it didn't it didn't turn into anything more than that luckily but you know there was a lot of shouting and sort of screaming and all sorts of things so silly well, that, very silly and that is a very really. that is a very difficult line to to tread in terms of yeah of course you want to help people and you know try and incite peace over violence but you do have to be mindful of not putting yourself in danger as well it's like really difficult to sort of uh to weigh up so uh, it's admirable that you wanted to get involved, uh, but it's also good of your friends to, you know, stop to be protective over you. So it's a it's a difficult one. And yes, uh, fighting violence, I I feel like it can pretty much always be avoided unless you are defending yourself, of course. Like as in, yeah. you can't, you have to do something if people are being violent to you. But I feel like that there generally is usually a way of talking around it or stopping it but you yes you have to defend yourself also it's it's difficult i i've i've never i've never thrown a punch in my life but i i have been in a fight <laughs> let's just hope you you like never have to you know it's it's not a nice thing and i i'm the same i've i always managed to talk my way out of things you, you know i've had when I was at university, for example, I've had trouble. I've had people try and cause trouble, and I've actually managed to talk my way out of it every time. Every time, uh, you know. And I, I, I've, I've done a martial art for the best part of twenty years now, and I've never really had to apply it that many times or use it. And the reason I do it is to, to make sure I don't have to use it. And I know that sounds so weird, but I've got it there if I need it. But actually, I've, I've learned how to handle people in such a way that I can talk them down and and calm a situation down you know whether it involves me or not mm, that's good very good if if everyone was like there they would like that there would be no fights so it wouldn't be a problem yeah <laughs> but it is incredibly incredibly stressful uh seeing people in distress because really that's what fighting is it's like the ultimate distress um mm. and uh yeah, I, I so I've never thrown a punch, but I have been punched 
So, like, uh, but, uh, like, always, I, that was like a drunken thing. Uh, I mean, I, did I tell you once? Or did I tell you on the podcast? I, uh, yeah, was it the guy that, that in just Australia. kept Yeah, in Australia, yeah, like four in the morning or, or something. But, oh, was yeah. It the, was it the group of guys that then appeared at, yeah. like, out of a van or whatever and chased and them saved- out? and save the day yeah yeah exactly yeah, i don't know i don't know what podcast episode or what what we shared that on i was thinking I think... this the other day that like there's doing po- different podcasts on different things it's like we're we have potential to be telling the same stories multiple times like we yeah. have to be mind like they're not it's like little pieces of the puzzle that are only going to fit in if people listen to everything we've ever done. So <laughs> there's your challenge. So there you go. Listen to everything we've ever done, people. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but the fight, the way it was choreographed and how it went down, I thought it looked really realistic. And that initial shove in uh, that where Peyton got shoved into the fridge, like it looked like she was actually taken aback and... Yeah, I thought it was done really well. It 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 was the it, kind of the end of the fight where they're really holding them back from each other. Where you know they get separated and then they find their way to each other again, mm-hmm. and then they they're really fighting to separate them again. That that looked really good. I was actually quite impressed with that. Um, and I know we'll we'll cover it when we cover Nikki, but one of my predictions was correct. <laughs> <laughs> The the whole party stressed me out. The whole party did. Like how many people were in there? I just and... knew as soon as he said, "Let's make it low key," that thousands of people were going to turn up. Okay, well let's let's cover it when we <laughs> when we get there. It, it it stressed me out as well. The pe the first people that came in and just started eating all of the dip and eating all of the celery sticks and stuff. Why do you need that much celery in one go? It's literally like a handful. It was ridiculous. Put it, put it down. It stressed put it back. me out. Wash it and put it back. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even wash it. Throw them away and you <laughs> leave. Actually, let leave. Just, You've overstepped the mark. Yeah. If you're going to come back, bring more celery. Actually, leave <laughs> the celery. Bring Doritos. No one wants your celery. <laughs> okay. Healthy option. So Peyton, um, do we see her again after the fight? We do oh, in her bedroom. Oh, oh, hang on a minute. We also, yes, we do at the end, but we also have the Lucas reveal where Nikki outs Lucas. I guess we'll come back to that when we talk about Nikki and Lucas. But that that was my prediction, wasn't it? They would get revealed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and again, the, the, it happened in the, like, the next be. the next episode. Yeah, I said that Nikki would be the one. To, so she's gone. I want you to keep the secret. So it was. I just knew that she would be the one to blurt it out somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You called it. You called it. But again, you usually call it and think it will happen later, and it literally happened like <laughs> the next one. Um, okay, so is the final part then for Peyton where she is in in her bed with Brooke, and they kind of reconcile but it's not the same is basically the conclusion they get to right well Peyton says and, and quite like she does it in a quite a high-pitched childish voice doesn't she she's this is not the first time she's done this little voice where she's like Are we friends again 
And she does it every now and then. She's like throws it out when she's being like sincere. I think it's like her sincerity voice. We're friends again. Do you know it's and... so funny that you say this because I've noticed this like in my rewatches as well. And there's a particular line that she says years from now. <laughs> years from now and um i'll tell you the line because i want to tell you now for when eventually it comes up to see if you remember she just goes i'm hungry (laughs) but she does it like that i'm hungry and it's (laughs) sometimes i'll be in the supermarket i'll be driving i'll be doing my work I'm not hungry. I'll just hear that in my vo- I'm hungry. And <laughs> and it bothers me because it's like an oct an octave that's not in her regular range, if that makes sense. Like exactly what you just said. So yeah. I agree. Well there you go. Uh and that's where Brooke says uh not friends but not but Enemies. without the but we're, we're not, yeah, not. We're not friends, just, but we're not enemies. Yeah, it's just which was awkward as well, and they're, they're both like, because Brooke's re- like having a cry at that point, and Peyton isn't. She's probably got her Converse on still while she's in bed as well. That wound me up. I could yeah. sense it. I could sense she still had shoes on. It was why it was really annoying me. Um, <laughs> My but, wife and um, I say this all the time. They're like people in shows and movies where they have like their their trainers on and they're on on the sofa or their trainers on in bed it's like what are you doing <laughs> like take them off take them off and burn them if you can't use them properly <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah quite yeah. a sad moment uh, at the end anyway for 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 the both the characters because they they don't know where they stand with each other now. I, th- I think they've made it a little bit awkward, even more awkward for each other. It's kind of easy when you go right. We're not friends anymore. We won't talk. Fine. It is, it is what it is. It's done. But now they kind of want to stand up for each other because Brooke really stood up for her. Um, in the end, when it when this like massive brawl started, mm. um, and Brooke kind of went oh shit you know i've i've cocked up now i need to i need to stop nikki um and kind of they they now don't know where they stand with each other again so they're going to be civil but they're not really mates so it's just awkward it's kind of like brooke knew that she caused the issues and she went over the line you know um and that it was taking it too far I don't think she ever wanted Peyton to get physically hurt. You know, she just wanted to, you know, put some revenge on her, really, uh, which is not the right thing to do, of course, but it's coming from a place of pain. It was shit-staring, wasn't it? Yeah. But she was manipulated into it, wasn't Mm, she? a, A bit. A bit. You, you can't... I get what you're saying, and you, we're, we'll get on to Nikki. Maybe she can be our next character. But I... Yeah, sure. But if I tell you to go go put your mum in a headlock, if you go put your mum in a headlock, it's you can't... You could blame me to a certain degree, but also you're the one that put her in a headlock. <laughs> I'm going to go put my mum in a headlock now and say it was your fault. 
No. <laughs> Simon don't. made me do it. <laughs> she would be. She would say. <laughs> she will say, why are you listening to him? He's an idiot. Don't put me in a headlock. She'd put you in a headlock and then it would be over. But the put you in a sleeper hold, full Nelson. So much defense of Nikki. I don't get it. I don't understand that, you, you know, first of all, you're saying that she's a wet slash dry smelling skank whore. And now you defend, <laughs> you defend her whenever I say she's manipulative. I never use the word whore. She's a, <laughs> okay. Never. She's a young woman. And her body is her own. It smells bad and it's crusty and wet at the same time, but that doesn't mean it's not hers and she can do what she wants with it, Dominic. Twenty twenty or two thousand and three or whatever. Fair you think eyeliner is cheap, Dom? No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I no. I just. I'm not defending her. We'll talk about her in a minute. I think she's despicable. In this episode, and I, yeah. Shall we go, go on to Brooke and Nikki, and then I'll do a prediction for all of them? Yeah. Do we need to, should we cover Lucas at the same time? Should we do, like, the, the three? Yeah. Maybe. So, we've covered, like, Lucas seeing Peyton in the room. Yeah. Maybe we should do Lucas first, and then join the three when it becomes the... Like party in, bit. in order yeah so Lu- lucas is shooting at the beginning and nathan gives him words of encouragement when he's like missing he's like keep, yeah keep going it's fine keep trying sort of thing isn't it and he gives him the squint he's like doesn't really know how to handle that information <laughs> that's <laughs> he gives... the squint is him processing he's like i don't <laughs> i don't know what to do so let me close my eyes and replay it in my mind <laughs> <laughs> What's I'll funny consider is opening them later <laughs> he's squinting in my face mask my face mask of him do you know what i was thinking would be a nice thing to do is so i have uh free we've already discussed this on previous episodes free i can't say one two three uh chad michael murray face mask i have that are spare okay so what if um we do like a little giveaway, Dom, where you and I can like sign them. Would anyone want our signatures? Probably not. I doubt but we it. can <laughs> we can write write a little message on the back, you know, uh, and you know, personalize it and say thank you. I know that our signatures ain't worth shit, but you know, just a bit of appreciation and love from us to you. Um and we could do like a little giveaway or a little a little competition or something, and then we'll send them to we'll send it to you, you know. So we can have three winners. That's a nice idea. Okay, so here we go. Here is the contest. Okay, you all you have to do is write a review of the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Come on, you got to do something for these Chad Michael Murray masks. <laughs> <laughs> Write a review on any any podcast platform that you're listening to. So whether that be Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, any any of them. And uh, leave a review and say in it whatever you want to say about the podcast. But also say a, uh, a word. We'll say the word in a second. But that word alerts us that, you know, you are entering the competition. 
what do you think it should be dom oh five stars dom signaling to say remember say it's got to be a five star review let's keep that straight (laughs) anyone who one stars us but uses that word is not getting the chad michael murray face (laughs) (laughs) what what, uh what should the word be dom they have to include a word or a phrase i was gonna say like hashtag chad or something like that yeah what about um oh what about you have to say something about Chad Squint. Michael Murray's, I was going to say soul patch, but maybe we'd do both. you got to say something about Chad Michael Murray having a squint and something about his soul patch, okay, <laughs> okay. within the review. But it's got to, you, you can't just put squint soul patch. It's got to be like as if it's in like a, you know, a narrative sentences, you know. Blend, blend it in, blend it in. Blend it in. But we, because we get little alerts whenever there's been reviews. So we'll know regardless of what platform it is. And we'll we'll put, we'll put say we'll do this until season uh, two, episode five. Okay. So from up until episode five, that will be the close for when we record episode five, which, you know, will be in a while. And, uh, and then we'll take the names and then we'll put them in a random selector and then we can even do that on instagram like live we can post it to see which three names will be selected and then wherever you live in the world it doesn't any country any place we will send it to you free of charge you will win the chad michael murray mask uh if you have already left a review um and obviously want to enter then maybe leave a review on a different podcast platform you know so like if you've left a review already on itunes you know leave one on google Podcasts or something and we'll you know we'll still be able to see it what do you think dom chad michael murray competition love it i love it well one day uh we'll have a competition to give away your bit of concrete from the river court no Why don't we do a competition and the winner gets to put your mum in a headlock, Dom? It's the same thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I'm all right with that. Gary. <laughs> you imagine one day. I as well. <laughs> imagine one day I just I knock at the door and like, okay, Dom, I just uh, I just went to Heathrow. I just picked up uh, the winner of the, the competition. Is your mum? She's in? She's ready? <laughs> 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 I'll go get her. <laughs> uh, Mum, I'm gonna uh, I need you to do a little thing uh, for the podcast. Just a little. Uh, you'll be alright. Don't worry. Just uh... it's okay because we got three five star reviews. So <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, extra points if you manage to put something in the review about putting Dom's mum in a headlock. Oh Bro. come on, leave my leave my mum out of this. <laughs> no, leave her out of it. No, no mums <laughs> in no headlocks, but a squint and a soul patch, and you will be entered into the competition. So love it. So, well, so squinty soul patch hasn't managed to uh, make a shot in practice. Uh, Peyton, you know, goads him a little bit about you know soon enough you'll go back to being as terrible as you always were. Uh, and that's haha, you know, lovely flirty banter, and then the awkward mo- moment with Brooke. What I really like is that he has his interactions with Keith. Keith was mm. Keith was a great character in this this episode. He was back yep. to being, 
the Keith of the beginning of the season, you know, kind of that strong figure, and and he had presence. He wasn't the melt that he has been over the last sort of three or four episodes. He was actually like proper Keith again, which is great. Um, but to see like Lucas and Keith together, and they've had their little like, "Hey Keith, how you doing?" You know, at the at the um, at Karen's place, and then mm-hmm. he goes to see him, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Once he finds out. Um, that he's leaving or planning yeah. on leaving. I really didn't like the way that that happened. Uh, Karen, we'll oh, just touch on it a second. Karen said to Keith, Keith says to Karen, he's going to leave. He's going to Charleston. Karen says, are you going to tell Lucas? When are you going to tell Lucas? And Keith says, I'll tell him, uh, you know, better coming from me. And then a little, we'll talk more about it when we get to them. But a little bit later, Karen tells Lucas, and then Lucas goes and sort of blindsides Keith. He he handles it well, but I thought that was unfair of Karen. Like Keith said that he wanted to tell Lucas. I know, yeah, it was a little bit like get her getting involved, but I think she's obviously done it to make sure that he goes and sees him. Because I, I think it, I think it's important. I think it's important that she's like, this is happening. You need to go and go and talk to him. But she didn't tell him about the proposal, though, or did she? Yeah, she did. Oh, she did. Sorry, she did. Yeah, that's right. And then he's kind of like this. That was the whole purpose of my little video that I sent you earlier. It's on Instagram. Which was. <laughs> which was uh, you thinking Basically, that Keith is I, Keith? I want you to be my dad. Did you think Keith was going to turn around to him and say, "I am your father"? I, I am your your real father. Um, no, but he had the look of a man that is definitely his, his biological father. Mm. That's what Dan Scott was getting at when he said, "You go and ask Karen. You ask Karen what what's been going on." Is that what's your predict? Is that your prediction? Of course. Why, why wouldn't that be my prediction until I'm until I see DNA to say <laughs> to to prove otherwise? Keith's the daddy. It's like Jerry Springer. Okay, well, <laughs> chair I, did go for a window. So this episode was more like Jerry Springer than you. Than yeah, you that's true. That's true. Okay, so keeping back with Lucas, then we'll come back to Karen and Keith. Um, Lucas. Goes to see Peyton. We have all of that. Is at the party. He asks. Um, he asks Nikki to calm down and to, to relax. And he says, "Look, you asked me to keep a secret, uh, and you know, I'm doing that. But and doing that favor for you now. Can you do me a favor and just chill out, like, and just not cause any drama? So like, he does try to, you know, squash things, uh, and then." After the fight has happened, he it's Lucas and Tim that's that sort of a breaking up the fight, isn't it? And then Nikki says, "Oh, wouldn't you know, Lucas Scott coming to the defense of his women." And then uh, Peyton, I think it's Peyton or Brooke, is like, "What, what does she mean by that?" And then in it's front Pey- of the whole party, he doesn't just say, uh, "Can we just..." Uh, just go outside for a minute. Just have a quick. There's a. I think I saw a, a McDonald's around the corner. Maybe we'll just we'll grab a bite, sit down, you know, get some mozzarella dippers. 
you know, just talk this out. Instead, hey, here's a room full of my peers in a party. Let me explain that I have been with all three of you. <laughs> peers again. <laughs> peers and brazis. That's where we're at. <laughs> that's the subtitle of this episode. <laughs> um, and they're shocked that Nikki is the carousel slut lady of the night. <laughs> 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 So, what did you make of that scene or that moment? That's a big scene. It's a big scene. So, on the build-up to that, we said we'd cover Nikki and Brooke as well. Okay, so should we build Bro- back, go back to collect them and bring them up to this crescendo as well, and then talk about it? Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about them at the bar. They're at the Brooks at the bar, having a few drinks to herself, uh, by herself, and the guy approaches, doesn't he, and sits next to her. That guy, for a second, I thought was Gabe. Oh, it's yeah. not, but he looked very not, much but... like Gabe. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the uh, the date raper. Mm. Gabe, the date raper, what with his horrible, horrible thing. With his fresh pack of date rape drugs, or it was his first time. But you decided it was a fresh pack because he had gone through the last one. Yeah, he's finished a whole pack. What a piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, so this guy comes up and Brooke's like, you know, sends the signals. Women send signals. I sent you a signal that was basically, you haven't got a chance. So mm-hmm. bugger off, mate. And uh, he he sort of was a bit like taken aback. She's like, go back to your friends, have a little laugh, go home, play with yourself. But if, if you even think about thinking of me while you're playing with yourself, then I'm going to you know rip off your balls yeah she doesn't quite say that but it had that sentiment you paraphrased but it worked (laughs) do you know what i liked about this scene was it was the same barman they brought the same actor in i thought that was good it's the same barman that's still serving an underage girl drinks (laughs) i didn't think of it like that dom (laughs) (laughs) this guy needs sacking he does. This it's guy. Start campaign to have this barman debarred. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Well, she. They then have the uh, Nikki approaches, and uh, she's, she's wearing. In the, she's in the chair behind, isn't she? Behind the she's guy. In, so yeah, he moves, guy, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, I like your style," or something like that. And but she's wearing like some sort of, like tights on her arms or something she's wearing kind of like almost netting. like fish yeah like netting <laughs> she's just being like caught. a horrible string vest <laughs> vests who wears vests horrible i like to wear a vest sometimes dom <laughs> what's your problem stop outing me on podcasts so what I like everybody vest. everybody has problems with vests it's not right it's not normal I'll take my hoodie off right now and I'll reveal my vest. And, and... I will cancel the podcast. <laughs> I will literally stop recording and turn my everything off. I'll replace you. I have got I've got <laughs> an, 
I have so many hours worth of your voice recorded on my hard drive that I could just piece together old recordings of you and you wouldn't even have to be here and you'll just agree with me all of the time. It would sound all like <laughs> jolted like, in between, but that's okay because I'd rather, that's how much I want to wear a vest. Okay, I will let you wear the vest. Promise. Soon enough, it will, it will just sound like this. Yes, Diamond, I agree that Peyton is the best and Lucas is wonderful. He is my favourite character. <laughs> Brazier and Piers. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Yes, you can wear the vest. I will allow it. Thank you. But you're not allowed to replace me. I would I I could never Even with my you. own voice. <laughs> I could yeah, see that firstly the only person I could even think to replace you with is just you anyway. So. <laughs> Uh, okay, so they start interacting at the bar and Nikki is buying her drinks. She says, I have that's two vodkas, please, and then two for my new friend or something like that. And then she says, Well, do you want do you want me to put a spell on someone or something? And she like takes a a bit a piece of Brooke's hair. This is all her back to her super obnoxious I'm in the bar all of the time. Oh, I'm always in the bar. I'm in the bar at night. I'm in the bar in the morning. I'm always in the bar because I'm so cool because I'm in the bar all of the time having the nuts in the bar. <laughs> Fuck me on a carousel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Is she a primary school teacher? <laughs> oh, God. Maybe. Moonlighting. <laughs> oh, God. That was brilliant. <laughs> so, but do you it's know when she says the names as well on the curse, mm. the penny drops to her, doesn't it? She's yes. like, "Oh, Lucas and Peyton, these are familiar names." You go to you go to you go to Tree Hill, right? Yeah, mm. I'm an underage drinker, and this guy's still serving me. Yeah, he needs to be Scum. debarred. Debarred. <laughs> Do you know what line really bothered me? Right, so she said, it, Brooke says, okay, okay, witch, something like that. And then in my mind, I was like, oh, doesn't she say witchy poo? And I was like, no, she must not. I must have thought she said witchy poo, but she says witch. And then I was like, okay. And then literally 10 seconds later, she's like, now you're speaking my language, witchy poo. <laughs> so she did say it. And I like... You know, like your spine, it just oh, crushed. I was like, why? Witchy poo? I, witchy poo? What does witchy poo mean? She's a witch that poos? We all poo, Dom. Witchy poo. Maybe that's the smell. <laughs> that's the skank <laughs> bit she's of a, it. <laughs> she's actually saying, you're a witch and you smell like poo. Witchy poo. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not hear the witchy poo line? I didn't notice it. I must have, I've missed it. I've watched it twice and I didn't notice it. Because that would have annoyed me as well. Witchy poo. Witchy poo. <laughs> <laughs> because the word poo doesn't exist in America. Like, uh, the word, it's poop with a P. They they add that P. Like, so for some reason, <laughs> we didn't have... Dominic, I'm having a serious conversation. Isn't it? For some reason, there's no P. We lost the P. We shortened it to just poo, and they've got poop. <laughs> Do you not know? Some things 
Some some things don't make it across the water, <laughs> do they? So, or get added across the water. Oh, what do you prefer? Would you prefer the word poop? Which, if she said which poop? <laughs> Pick up jewelry. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, poo. I'll go with poo. I'm picking poo. I'm picking poo. <laughs> we've really lowered the bar on this. We've episode. just we've just dropped. <laughs> we're like we were like top of the Eiffel Tower, and now we're like underground somewhere. <laughs> we we were we were retweeted. What's the what's the Instagram name for being retweeted, reposted by Paul Shit. Johansson? Shane. Shared. shared. Oh, shared. I was like, is that retweeted and Shane? I was like, who's Shane? <laughs> <laughs> no, witchy poo. <laughs> okay. Then they turn up at the party. Oh, oh, I've fought this since the very first time I have ever watched this episode. Like, however many years, 10 years ago or whatever. Um, I've never been able to share this with anyone because it's not relevant. But you are a person that will... You're the only person I know that will understand both references. Okay. I'm excited. Okay, so... They arrive at the party, okay, and there's the... They come round the door the front door and Brooke comes around first and kind of like shakes her head and hand on like the door frame and then Nikki I really wish other people could see what I see and then Nikki comes around the other side and it's like right like as if so sassy you're so sassy (laughs) you are sass personified (laughs) you call me sassy witchy poo but they they sassy Simon (laughs) pick up your jewellery (laughs) <laughs> right right we dom saw my calendar right because i was being organized and showing and we were organizing recording and i had a piece of jewelry made for for our, our mine and dom sure for our baby <laughs> and that's gonna be born and uh but it says in my calendar pick up jewelry and he just keep because it was written in lower case and didn't have a capital in it he's been saying it as pick up jewelry (laughs) (laughs) it's my new favorite thing (laughs) well so she comes around the corner you know and then she comes around right and then it cuts now do you remember in jurassic park when the yeah. velociraptors well, go Park. into the kitchen and the door opens and one comes in and then the other one comes in underneath and like slants on yeah and they do <laughs> that exact bite yes <laughs> that exact bit it's like because the reason it sticks in everyone's mind is because that's the super early cgi and it's so good it holds up still firstly Dom and I have done a full three-hour episode on Jurassic Park on Patreon, Mighty 90s. Probably one of our best Mighty 90s episodes, I'd say. Would agree. Um, but it reminded me of that, of the two Velociraptors coming in. Do you see it? 
Sassy Raptors. That's, what... <laughs> that's, a, that's another uh, subtitle of this podcast. Sassy Raptors, Piers and Braziers. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But do you see it? Do you see the comparison? I get it. I get it. I get the head movement. I get it. I love it. Your your style, your sass, and your impersonation of it all has been fantastic. I just wish the wider world could see it. Mm. But I'm so happy that it's reserved for me. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping up appearances. Um, <laughs> so... They arrive at the party. It all in, in, ensues. We've discussed all of that. So, are we now at a point that we can talk about the crescendo with the Lucas Scott coming to the defence of his women? Absolutely. This is it. This is the 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 penny dropping moment, isn't it? This is where uh, you know she hits a star manipulative bitch because mm. she's dropping. She drops that nugget. Right there in front of everyone. She drops <laughs> that, that pooey, pooey nugget. Yeah, right in front of everyone. Put that pee, <laughs> that's we, not just poo. They put that pee on the end. That's poop. That's witchy poop nugget. And she, uh, <laughs> she, and she, she, basically outs the fact that they've had sex on a carousel, and that yeah. she was the one night. She was the one night stand. Um, so. He's going to have an awkward moment with Jake, surely. Oh, man. He needs to surely. He needs to run over to Jake's house right now and be like, hey, man, let me You're be gonna the first. You're going to hear some shit. <laughs> You're going to hear some witchy poop around school. Let me be the first <laughs> one to say, I had a crazy night on a carousel. I didn't know that she was with you or had been with you or anything like that. My bad, my bad. <laughs> he needs to. He's get around there fast. What's your prediction for? Uh, oh wait, is that everything we need to say about? I think that's everything we need to say about Nikki, Lucas, Brooke, yeah, Peyton. That's kind of so what? What's what's the prediction? I mean, the only, the only other thing with Lucas is that he defends Nathan when the police arrive. Oh yeah, that let's throw that in when. Uh, let's throw that in when we talk about Nathan, yeah. Uh, right, so just on predictions for Nathan, I like that his... Uh, Nathan, Lucas, I do that every time. Predictions for Lucas is that his bond with Nathan is growing a little bit. So his separation from Dan, Nathan's I mean this time, is kind of bringing Lucas and Nathan close together. And the, the moment that they had, when they had the fight on the car... Was that in that wasn't Charlestown? That was an, another town, wasn't it? You know, with the thing, mm-hmm. thing two yeah. and thing three or whatever, thing one and thing three. Yeah. Um. That was like his first experience of being kind of alone with him and finding out his true past. So he's now seeing this live, isn't he? He's seeing that he wants to be away from Dan and he wants to be a better person for Haley. And Lucas really likes that. That's great. Um. Do we want to say? the line that Peyton says to Lucas because that actually made me go oh shit like proper like oh shit she said it she said what we've been saying for weeks she said what we've been saying for weeks and basically punched him in the throat into the friend zone yeah say it she said 
like when I was with Nathan, it was horrible, and I don't want that again. I don't want that again with you because basically you've changed places and you're becoming him and he's becoming how you were. Yeah. Oh, they can see it. We <laughs> yeah. can see it and they can see it. Why can't he? Yeah, I know. Clawing wow. his way. <laughs> Not letting go. Let go. Be in the friend zone. Yeah, it was crazy. They have switched places. Great oh. moment. Great line from Peyton. That's what made me really like her in this episode, other than the fact she got to rip chunks out of Nikki. True. Well, we didn't actually say. Did you feel like um, Peyton was the victor of that fight? Did she come up? If it was like Mortal Kombat, would she have had more health left at the end of that round? Yeah, why not? I definitely think so. She didn't have to resort to, you know, throw in a chair. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah turned into wwe real quick like... <laughs> yeah get the ladder <laughs> get the chairs okay so yeah that is a great moment crazy okay so what is your prediction for these characters then it's all got a little bit tense again there's that like weird dramery feeling like when lucas and peyton were walking with each other at the end and he was like shoulders up to his ears again and she was saying she said what she said um you're basically how nathan was ages ago and i i don't i don't want to be with you that that to me says that there was a chance of them being together but now there isn't so he needs to work hard now to get that back Mm -hmm. there may be like an awkward tension between him and jake but he'll he'll explain to Jake that he didn't know who she was and this is the situation I think Jake will probably forgive him uh, and be like I know how manipulative she can be it's fine but with a mm. weird bit of tension mm. um, Nikki's gonna keep coming back with a vengeance isn't she she's not going away anytime soon I think her next involvement will be oh hey Jake I guess you heard about me and Lucas and it's just going to make that more awkward. Probably make Jake react and go, you definitely can't see Jenny, who we've met. <laughs> um, you, you definitely can't see Jenny now, and that will make her do something even more crazy to try and get access. Um, Lucas will be bummed out for a bit. Uh, he's kind of he's kind of losing everyone, isn't he, that he goes to, with the exception of Karen, of course, but he's he's losing... He's kind of his connection to Haley is getting a bit stronger, but isn't quite as strong as it was because of her relationship with Nathan. He's basically lost Peyton. He's definitely lost Brooke. Um, he's going to struggle with Jake in the next episode, I would have thought, and he's losing Keith. So he's entering this whole lonely world of just him and Steinbeck. <laughs> um, and Travis. So I- and Travel, oh God, yeah. Uh, I have no idea what's what's really going to happen with Lucas, other than he needs to start trying to build those bridges and be better. Just be, a, but the the better man, you know, that he kind of was from the beginning. Mm. I think he needs he needs a Rivercourt episode, really, doesn't he? Mm. He needs that lot around him. He needs Mouth. Mouth was in this episode as well, which was good, just as a DJ. And he had his moment of being carried out, and he's like, oh, oh, please, please help, please put me down. And Tim um, called him Nose. Yeah. yeah. What up, um, Nose? What up, Nose? It's mouth. We're media. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but Lucas needs to have a whole river court get back to my people kind of episode and then mm. build his way back into the rest of it um, but hopefully him skills and I, I never remember his name hold on is it junk mm-hmm. it's junk I was gonna go it's trash or something like that it's junk <laughs> uh, and there's another one Fergie Fergie okay fine um, that guy <laughs> is it Jimmy is it Jimmy that doesn't exist anymore Yes. Is that his name? So Jimmy might reappear. Fuck it. Why not? Let's throw Jimmy in right at the end of the season. That makes sense, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Rivercourt episode for Lucas. Peyton and Brooke. Yeah. Continue tension, but probably a bit better. Um, I don't think much else other than Nikki hating, really. Well, it's really interesting, the the change of dynamic with Nathan and Lucas. And I think that's something that had drawn me in and draws a lot of people in, is it shows how uh, good people can have periods where they, you know, go down into valleys uh, and, you know, not as good people can have times where they peak. You know, it's like we can all change. Actually, you have to work to be consistently yeah sounds like a oxymoron but you guys you have to work to be yourself until you you are yourself effortlessly like i think when you're a younger person it takes time to develop the sort and the pathway that you want to lead and, and move on to and when i say young i mean you know throughout your 20s as well i think people put all this pressure on teenagers that you develop and find your path and this that and the other but I think actually you find yourself maybe even way more when you're in your 20s, when you're actually starting into adulthood and you now don't have these restrictions of school and education and you're out in the real world and you can choose whatever path you want to go down. You can mix whatever people you want to mix with and you know, you're not just confined into year groups based on your age and where you live and this, that and the other. And um I think you have to work to be the sort of person you want to be and then eventually you get to a point of where you're set and then you don't have to work at it anymore because that is just how you are. And I think that it just is good examples of how at those younger ages, good people can have, you know, bad moments and bad people can have good moments and you can change and you can, you know. So I think it's well written and is something that I think is nice and unique about the show yeah well said mate yeah definitely agree my man so <laughs> shall we move on to Nathan Haley, and we can and we can cover off Tim in there and then I think that's <laughs> oh no we haven't done Karen and Keith should we just do Karen and Keith quickly and then we can finish with Nathan and Haley. Yeah, sure. Um, Keith, I, I like I've said already, I thought Keith was really strong in this episode and he walks in to um, the cafe and Karen says, oh, hey, Keith. And he's like, that's Mr. Scott to you. Yeah. And she's like, immediately like, oh, I can't call you Keith anymore. Yeah. Which I thought was really strange. Like, Keith wouldn't be that serious about that sort of thing. Um, and he's like, oh, no, I'm you know going for this job. As a, uh, they say auto shop, don't they? Yeah, like a mechanic um, teacher. teacher, basically, yeah. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, well done. Lovely. He's using his skill to to teach 
the younger generations how how you know how to apply it and how to use it and uh i loved his interview and him mm. getting ready for the interview and stuff like that and she she makes you know does she make him a tie she buys him a tie she buys him a tie but she She's like pre, boxing it up. she pre uh ties it for him and then I, he because he has I, a clip on tie it's a clip on i love the clip on i was like <laughs> when he whipped it off and uh we had a lot of jenny in this episode mm-hmm, mm-hmm. jenny was there little little jenny little grace yeah um <laughs> friend of the basically show a friend of the show now had a whole fist in her mouth at one point yeah you know <laughs> had a lot of time with uh karen and keith which mm-hmm. was nice mm-hmm. uh she was doing a bit of like babysitting duty whilst you know running the cafe as well pouring hot coffee around a baby uh reckless <laughs> um, um and yeah they, they they had quite you know a friendly moment that i think keith is just trying to be normal again and says oh, i've got this job interview if you know and um he really wants to do well and you can see that he's taking a bit more control I, I think his business and um owning it and it being in trouble and stuff has really had really got him in this rut and he was really stuck and him having the opportunity to kind of sell it under pretenses that he re- when he really didn't want to but needed to and then quitting from it has like freed him to to be able to leave tree hill mm-hmm. and what how do you see all this now when you're watching it now are you seeing it as it because when you're younger i'm very much getting a picture that you're you're focusing on the younger characters but now are you kind of you're someone that runs your own business and you know what it's like and we're going through really difficult times at the moment um Mm. you you know i don't want you to have to go into any like major detail over it but uh i mean you you feel the the pressures of a business owner are you looking at keith now thinking he's just gone I'm going to change. I need to do something different. You know, how are you feeling about this whole, you know, scene in this episode and kind of how this character is developing? Yeah. Um, well, definitely, <clears throat> definitely relate more to the older characters now like we've already said uh, when we were discussing Deb for a very long time <laughs> that, um, you know, we're much closer to their age. Um, so it makes sense. And I now more look at the Lucas, Nathan characters as like, oh, this was a part of my journey, you know, 10 years ago that it impacted. And now I'm watching the show and it's layered and I'm thinking about the adults and I'm thinking, oh, this is more relatable to now. But actually less of the business. Do you know what I related to more here was him wanting to leave Um, like that he had grown up in tree hill and been there his whole life and almost he had this sense of i don't want to die here too like as in i i don't want to be that guy that lived here worked here died here and i've actually been feeling that personally in my own life to where we live um in terms of in uh the area that we live like the county that we live in like i i live about three miles away if not less to where i was born like to the hospital i was born at were, were you born there as well dom no we where hemel. you oh in hemel okay so um <laughs> <laughs> what up hemel um <laughs> but the so 
there's kind of this thing of like my my parents don't live here anymore like they haven't lived in this area of the country for years for like eight nine years something like that um like i don't my wife has family here um like in this area still but like we both kind of at this point of we've we've lived here for our whole lives maybe we want to live somewhere else like as in probably still in the uk uh but you know maybe like and not like far maybe like an hour away even just like just like 50 miles away maybe just like somewhere new just new scenery you know new places um so i can relate to that in a way um but yeah, I mean, what do you think? Like, how do you feel? Because you're in, you know, in a similar boat in terms of, uh, well, I don't know, not, I guess not a similar boat to Keith, but, um, well, maybe you've said that you feel like you relate to him more than maybe some, any of the other characters. Uh, how do you feel about it? I think making a step change is important and he's definitely doing that. And this episode was, was great because it's, so positive and it's had such a positive effect on him he's he's gone out and he's put himself out there he's gone and got himself uh, a job in another town and he's you, you know feeling really positive about it and moving on and and the answers he gives in his interview are brilliant you know the first one when he's the guy's really questioning on his business and why he sold the business and he said you know i i had to sell up for what you know my personal reasons and it was the I had to do it and the the change in management I didn't really agree with and the guy kind of takes exception to that answer a little bit and says oh you don't you didn't like the change and you didn't like the the pace of it and stuff like that and he's just like well the the change is that my brother bought the business and my brother's an ass <laughs> and he's like oh, what I really liked is the guy doing the interview when I've got a brother and he's an ass too <laughs> um that was a really good line um but I I appreciate that a lot more. I think getting away is important, um, and feeling and having your own sense of I- identity. You know, if you've lived in a place where your you know parents kind of brought you up, and you feel like um, you want to go and meet your stamp somewhere else, then that's great. But was that was this just your elaborate way of having a, a twenty episode podcast of telling me that you're leaving me? No, I already thought this, and I already thought... <laughs> no, as in before this, I'm not even joking. Like, me and my wife were talking about this the other day. Because we only, we only just moved into the house that we're in now, um, like a year and a half ago or something like that. So, and we've been spending a lot of time and money, like, doing it up and making it how we want it. So, this isn't something we would, ever, we would do for a long time, like, probably, like, you know, four or five years or something. But I already had it couldn't be further i i wouldn't want it to be more than like 45 minutes away and then i would just drive back because i have to keep the office here for business anyway so i would just take a 45 minute drive like down to do the podcast so and i'd have to come and get up pick up the checks and the mail and stuff anyway so it'll work out <laughs> perfectly for everyone <laughs> okay and i'll or, listen or I'll to move, the podcast. i'll move with you that's better I'll be your neighbor. Okay, that works. <laughs> no, but yeah, we wouldn't want it to be too far because we have to, we want to come back to you know. So nice, but yeah, the 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 Keith story in this one, yeah, kind of means a lot more because he he's making positive changes, and I think there's things going on in my world at the moment 
where I had an interview fairly recently, although it's still for the same company. Um, I'm still waiting for the result of that. And I think, you know, it it's going to have an effect on me no, no matter what. You know, mm. if it's a yes, you got the job, it's positive, but I'm going to end up moving to a different location, you know, work location and starting again in a, with unfamiliar people. But, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that. It's okay. And if it's a no, I, I think that's going to kind of make me feel like I, I don't really want to do that anymore or do what mm-hmm. I do anymore and, and make a change. So I, I'm, you know, really at a time in my career where I really need to think about what I do next in terms of what the, the outcome of this, of my interview was. And I, I think that kind of storyline and that edge to this episode has really made me feel like if I if I change what I do, even if I change location slightly, or or you know, it will it will have a positive impact, a positive outcome. And you're saying that that as One Tree Hill inspired any of this? Is this what you're saying? Have we got some inspiration? Yeah, I I, I think so. I, I've said this before, like episodes and episodes ago, where Keith says to Karen at one point you know we're still fairly young we can still make a change we can still do what we want to do and and that really you know resonated with me and really made me think i i definitely definitely still young enough to to make changes and do things and um have that positive impact on my life and not worry too much about outside influences just you know do what i want to do for a little bit and and it was absolutely right i mean it's just shit that We've got COVID and lockdowns and, you know, nothing's really... Uh, opportunities are difficult because there's a lot of unemployed people out there. And it's, I don't just mean getting jobs and work. I, I'm not, like, work-obsessed, but it's obviously important because it, it is a big part of our lives. But, mm. you know, when the world opens up, there's stuff that I want to go and do, and I just need to make sure that I'm in a position where I can go and do that. Mm. Yeah. Inspired sure. by Keith. Inspired by Keith. And my fingers are crossed for you still, my friend, uh, for the job interview. Thank you. Hope so. Okay, so is that pretty much it for Keith and Karen? We've kind of spoken about all of their stuff, have we? Pretty much. Well, just Karen obviously offers the business up, you know, to Debs again. Uh, Says good luck to Keith. Tells Lucas about what's going on. That prompts Lucas to go and see Keith. Keith doesn't quite admit it, but admits it in his face and his eyes that he's a real dad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And they have a really nice moment and Keith gets the job, which is great. He he came across really well and him saying it's not just about teaching kids to change the spark plug. It's about building their confidence and making them believe that they can do something you know do something else and Mm -hmm. uh, apply it to other walks of life and you know Mm -hmm. give them a boost and if he can affect that and earn their trust and gain their trust it's all about that and you could see the guy that was interviewing whether it be the principal or not was kind of like impressed with that answer and um he kind of goes on from there and he comes back he's a positive he's like i got the job i start in three weeks so i'm going to be going soon and she's like oh that's quick and Karen makes the big kind of reveal to Lucas at the end that she's always loved Keith, but has never allowed it to get any further than than that. Mm. She's never been in love with him. She's mm. not in love with him, you know, because she didn't want to ruin things. She didn't want to get it that like let it get that far. 
Mm-hmm. So she's always kind of kept him at bay. Mm. Yeah. And that's about it for them. Predictions then for Karen and Keith? Uh, I think... I, I don't know about the Karen and Larry continuation of, of that storyline. I think Larry does need to pop back at some point and maybe another date. But she's going to be thinking about Keith or maybe talking about Keith the whole time or something like that. It will be very Keith-centric. And I think he will go, and once he's gone, it's kind of she's you don't you don't know what you got till it's gone kind of moment for her, mm-hmm. and she's gonna be like, "I want him back." You don't miss the water until the well has run dry. Exactly. Okay, so finally, then Nathan, Haley, throw in Tim as well for a little bit in there and our new friend gary (laughs) gary so the episode starts and you said that you for a moment were concerned that you was going to be upset with nathan because it looks like nathan is in his apartment with like the end of like a bender of a party and it looks like he's not alone in his bed Yes, uh, it, it was someone who had very similar hair and a similar body type and had his arm draped over a young lady that wasn't Haley. It was my uh, dad. And then, all... <laughs> and then all of a sudden uh, it fades out to Haley's bedroom and Nathan is in there. And then Haley says, I had this weird dream that my boyfriend was like, knocking on my window and asked to stay at mine even though he's got his own apartment and blah 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 and he's like yeah but the parties are getting out of control and it's tim now we've got this space he just invites anyone and everyone and all the girls are hot but they're not you and i i thought that was a a nice little touch but um yeah a really good moment and good that he's like maturing and like sensible enough to go i don't want to be part of this like not sensible enough to go right everyone out this can't happen anymore but sensible enough to get get himself out of the situation yeah exactly i thought that as well but just tell them to leave and uh clean up but so (laughs) then he's playing um he's playing playstation it was playstation wasn't it yeah with tim well just before that we have the moment of um him saying to to Haley about the parties and she's like well we need to have a party to end the parties if that makes sense yeah a final hurrah basically yeah so she's like oh, okay we're gonna have something low-key and like I said earlier as soon as you say it's gonna be low-key well you know it's gonna be like chairs through windows and police getting involved well do you think that so Haley goes around then inviting people do you think she let it go to her head like, as in, do you think she caused the problems by, you know, um, she's kind of, she, like, she started, she was planning the party and buying the stuff for the party and telling Tim about the party. Do you think she brewed the storm that later came to fruition? Probably inadvertently. She she invited a select number of people, didn't she? Um, but though every time she invited someone she said oh it's going to be low-key so like don't go shouting it you know shouting about it to everyone and advertising it but you know it's going to be at nathan's place and blah 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 which is kind of saying 
yeah, just come around, you know, we'll come around whenever you want. The celery six was like really sweet, wasn't it? And putting all that out because she's kind of thinking that Peyton will turn up and Lucas will turn up and, you know, Nathan will be there at some point and Tim will probably bring someone else. But, you know, Mouth Skills and some of the others or whoever else is, is going to come along. Someone, um, you know, a couple of other members of the basketball team might join but that's about it no not it's not really going to be as wild and crazy as, as she was expecting um i think she over invited anticipating no one to turn up mm. like less people turning up you didn't think people so, would come because she didn't feel like popular enough or whatever and then actually they did in abundance yeah exactly which is you know which is really nice what nathan kind of says that you know towards the end it's like this was your popularity party this is your coming out as being popular you are mm. popular you know um th- this is the the life the change you've you've made in kind of your life is that I, I suppose on the back of his popularity she is now the most popular girl in school mm. captain of the basketball Great. team he's got that power yeah. well fair play to her though as well well but she's she's still like humble with it she doesn't really know how to handle it because she's not used to it mm. Mm. Well, then we have, um, they go to the mall and they're getting a pretzel and Nathan's looking for a job and there's, they're looking for help at the pretzel sand food service and he starts to fill out an application form and Gary, the supervisor, is like, oh, Nathan Scott, when can you start? What, what I really liked is that he played along. He looked at the form. He looks at the form and goes, oh, Nathan Scott? He's like, yeah. It's like, oh, do you want to start now sort of thing? He's oh, like, yeah, sure. I didn't notice that. You mean like he obviously knew it was Nathan, but you know, he looked down as if to act as if he didn't know him. Yeah. Uh, and I was surprised that uh, Haley didn't go, oh, hey, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and immediately know who he was. But um, yeah, he looks at the form and goes, Nathan Scott. He's like, yeah. He's like, can you start like straight away? Like, yeah. And then starts, and then he, then it's revealed that Gary knows him because Nathan and the rest of the Ravens team have been a bit nasty to him, and have picked on him and they made beat his him life up. a little bit. They beat him up yeah. after homecoming. Um, well, so st- if we stick with Nathan for a second, he's horrible at making pretzels. To be fair. <laughs> It looked like it'd be difficult, and I looked like I would really struggle if I were trying to do that as well. Oh, it's clearly a technique. Mm. You've clearly got to like, you've got to flip it round, down and over. But I, I think I would struggle with it too. Well, it sounds like you have it down. It sounds like you know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> Just from watching Gary. <laughs> wow, he's a great manager. Um, what a great guy. I the thing is I because I knew what was coming with this on this rewatch like with Gary I was like oh I love him love it um I love their whole relationship their back and forth I mean it's not that long before you know, pulp what did pulp stand for Dom I can't remember oh he wants to know he's thinking presentation must have been one of them something he doesn't know he really wants to know i can't remember 
well, me neither. <laughs> so there we go. Pulp was something, an acronym of some sorts. But um, his, because uh, Nathan, uh, uh, a customer asked for a napkin, and Nathan's like, oh, yeah, one second. And then uh, Gary goes and grabs a napkin and gives it to him, and he's just like, Scott, you've got to always be you know looking after the customer or putting the customer first it was something like that and that's what like pulp stood for um but yeah i like their whole back and forth and it's not that long before he gary says to him he says you you picked on me for no reason um you know you probably don't even remember nathan says he does remember he says sorry but it's kind of a reluctant apology it's not like it doesn't feel particularly heartfelt did it no, not really. I think Nathan isn't one for heartfelt apologies, though. He, he, you know, unless it's Haley or someone like that, he's just kind of a. It, it, I think he finds it a bit embarrassing and a bit hard to handle. So he's just like, a, "All right, I'm sorry. Can we just crack on? Because I, I don't really want to talk about it. Because you know, it's just I was dumb then. I'm not now. Let's just move on." But Gary is holding on to it, and and you know, I think fair enough if you've been beaten up by this guy and his stupid mates then you, you would kind of hold on to that and feel a bit aggrieved by it and you know gary gets a little bit power hungry here but yeah fair enough get get a bit of retribution but they they make amends towards the end don't they they do because i mean gary is like then sort of sticking it to him and using his power over him and then nathan in the end is like look um you know if you're gonna if you're gonna be like this to me just fire me now like as in don't don't just put me through it like as in i'm gonna work hard i'm gonna do my best but you've got to you know meet me halfway um you know i was i was mean to you i and i'm sorry um you, you know can you you have to accept my apology and he does he does. And then my favourite line, I'm, I'm spoiling it already for my judgments, my favourite line was Nathan's like, look, I'm having a party tonight. You know, if you want to come, you can come by. And Gary says, pry your lips off of my ass, Scott. <laughs> and lets him go, doesn't he, from then? Like, go on, off you go. That's such a nice moment and such a good line. Well, and so this brings me on to my high flyers thing this is the perfect like time to bring this up so on our second episode i um and i i assume all of our listeners have listened to all of our episodes in order but if you haven't this would make sense if you listen to the second episode but i told this story about a guy that uh like bullied me at school at the, uh, outside of school sorry at this sort of isolated incident And I told this whole story about it. I actually told it to you at the end. Like, it was really late when we were recording it. Um, And it was the first time I'd shared a story like that on a podcast. And uh, I just remember you were incredibly quiet. And I wasn't sure whether how how it was going across or whether it was a mistake to put it in. I was questioning whether to edit it out. Um, but it kind of spawned this whole high flyers stuff and our kind of our whole style, well, not our whole style, but part of the sensibilities that we have on our podcast. So I'm really glad that we did share it. Yeah, definitely. Well, the, um, so there's 
a part two to this story of something that actually just recently happened. So the first thing is that I got an email response from the kid, from, well, not a kid, from the, from the guy. Um, so I figured that I should read it uh, on the podcast or not read because some of it was really, it was unexpected, I guess. So, he said, Hey Simon, first of all, you have nothing to apologise for. Uh, I do remember the party. I was definitely being a knob to you, so you have every right if you have any negative feelings towards me. I'm sure there are plenty of people that went to school who would feel a similar way. So I'm sorry for the original incident, and I hope it was just that once. But if not, then I apologise for any other times. Sorry as well if I caused you any extra stress by not replying. I wish you well. You are always a kind and gentle person, and I hope many people have benefited from that. All the best. Um, And then I sort of went back to that and said, you know, I shouldn't have held on to it and blah, 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 and hope he's well and so on and so forth. And if I saw him now, I'd, I'd, I'd feel completely positive towards him. I now... It completely changed everything. Um, but my point is, is I, I was making up all of these things in my mind of what somebody that I don't really know, like, thinks. And I think that's quite often what people do. We manifest ideas into other people of what these fictional characters in our mind, uh, like, think of us and what they say and how they act. And really, it's all just like a, a fantasy that we create for ourselves. And people change and people do dumb things. And it's hard to let things go. But that is what we have to do. We have to let things go and move on. Um, so there we go. That's that's great. It's really good that he's messaged out to you and kind of seen the error of his ways. And it's made you feel so different compared to how you were feeling before because I remember when the emails first started and you sent me this massively long message about it I I think you kind of type out your thoughts don't you and then you sort of sent it to me and it was like huge and I kind of went through it all and I was like I tried to do my best to say don't worry about it at the end of the day it's you know a dumb kid that did something stupid years ago and he might be different and so on and so forth and then you had like a bit of back and forth and it wasn't really sure how it would go but it's just turned out for the positive he he's recognized the error of his ways and and has changed and has you know apologized for that and it's kind of almost reaching out to everyone and anyone else that he might have affected in that way in in that negative manner and it's so nice that he's been able to say to you you know I'm sorry and I hope that any extra stress that he's caused you has is, is now gone and been alleviated and and I can see that in you that it has gone and you feel you know really good about it now yeah thank you I mean and I guess the other way is you have to imagine what if you know he never responded because that's also uh you know a, a more than likely possibility that that would happen in those occasions but either way people change and people can feel this way and we don't know what people are feeling beneath the surface really but all we can control is how we feel and that's what the most important part is is the do our best to control and reconcile within ourselves so that we can move on because that's the only person we're ever really gonna 
you know try to be able to understand is is ourselves so there we go then so back to the party uh Haley has had the people around tim <laughs> before we even got to the party when tim is round and playing playstation with nathan and nathan goes to speak to Haley, and then tim's cheating because <laughs> he <laughs> i used to do things like that <laughs> <laughs> shocking behavior yeah um so they have the party tim did a lot of it he brought the keg and he brought the random people that he didn't really know um the police arrive and um they're checking ids nathan has only just got there and uh they you know whose apartment is it it's his he makes a a comment um being oh you're really you know serving the peace or something like that he he says something about oh did you learn that in detective school that's it doesn't it you picked that up in detective school or something like that he's got a bit of a shitty attitude towards the police officer which ends up getting him put in handcuffs and dragged away to the <laughs> to the police station and and uh and there and there we go end of the party and and then we've had the the situation at with Dan and Lucas and Nathan at the police station. Was there anything else you wanted to say on that? Uh, no, it's just I thought that that would be what definitely drags Nathan back home. Mm. But it, it now has to go. I'm assuming it now has to go in front. They have to sort of appeal to a judge now. A judge has to make the decision as to whether he's responsible enough to be on his own. And the answer is almost certainly going to be no. And he'll end up back at home. So is that is that your prediction? I I think so. Yeah, I think I think the judge will probably say you have to be at home with your probably with your father. Mm-hmm. So he'll be like forced to move to the beach house okay. legally. Okay. And then that's it. I think is that all of our characters? Yeah. We the only thing we didn't cover was the moment where Dan asked for the money for the car back. Oh yeah. Or at least like what's left from the sale. And he writes him um, a check. And he writes him a check and says, fine, if you want the money back, here's the money. But I'm not moving back home. Yeah. But that's pretty much everyone. Haley was just like dealing with her new popularity. <laughs> nice. Okay. So before we get to our judgments, Instagram questions and Patreon shout outs, if you would like to find out more about our Patreon and how to access our bonus content, including five bonus episodes, four bonus episodes plus a fifth one that is our introduction episode, you can find out all about that by listening to this. Hello and welcome to 1030 Productions. He just became a raven. Welcome to Prisneyland, fish. Our network is made up of two podcasts. The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast covering each individual episode of the show. And Fox River, a prison break podcast covering each individual episode of the show. All of our podcast episodes are free on all podcast platforms. But if you'd like to support us on our podcast journey, then we have free Patreon tiers with bonus content and ways to connect with us that we would love to share with you. All of our Patreon tiers include all of our podcasts. The first tier, Junior Varsity or The Yard. Get on the train, please. Get on the train. You will receive one week early release on all episodes, Ravens and Fox River, 
as well as exclusive access to our One Tree Hill monthly bonus episodes, our Prison Break monthly bonus episodes, access to the Mighty 90s movie and TV podcast episodes, and a patron shout-out on the podcast. The second tier, Varsity. Look, I've got an opening in my lineup. Varsity. Chance of a lifetime. What do you say? Or Gen Pop. Popping off up in Gen Pop! All of the perks from Junior Varsity and The Yard and join us live on a bonus episode, Ravens or Fox River, to have your say and ask questions, as well as access to monthly Q&A video sessions. And the final tier, Hall of Fame or The Hole. When you call a piece of white trash who couldn't pass the cops exam and now makes less than a mailman. A C-O. If there's anyone out there that loves our work this much, then we want to speak with you. So you get all of the previous perks and we will invite you on to co-host an episode of the podcast with us. We appreciate any level of support from you listening right now to any of our Patreon tiers. We love doing this and we appreciate you all. You can find the Patreon link in the description or at ravenshoops.net. Let's go, let's go. Ravens on three. One, two, three, Ravens! Okay, so first one is a comment from Ali from Instagram. It says, I'm not sure if anyone has answered your question, but I am from Canada, so I'm not sure if my question is 100% correct. I think I'm going to correct that, sorry. This is a question... Our first comment comes from Ali from Instagram. It says, I'm not sure if anyone has answered your question, but I'm from Canada, so I'm not sure if my answer is 100% correct, but I'm pretty sure that if it's a red arrow, it means you cannot go if the other light is green and you have to wait until the arrow is green again. Hope that makes sense. So this is in answer to Keith's accident. And Lucas's. Yes. So what do you make of that? Sounds sounds good. That's that sounds yeah, pretty pretty sensible, doesn't it? Wait for the green arrow. Should have waited, Keith. Shouldn't have been drunk. Nice. Okay. <laughs> but thank you, Ali. <laughs> okay, Lauren from Instagram says Do you think Keith is bluffing about moving to Charleston? Is he trying to get Karen to stop him? Or would he go regardless if Karen fought for him or not? Most of these questions are ones that you only you can answer, Dom, because obviously I know the, know the the truth. So, what do you think? I think he's definitely going. I think he's making a point of starting a new life. I don't think he's he's not the fishing for compliments kind or the one that goes, "Oh, if I do this, she'll try and stop me." I think he's got his heart set on it because it's a new start, a fresh start. Uh, I think on the back of it, Karen will realise, like I said in the episode, um, she'll she'll miss him when he's gone, and you, you know you don't know what you've got until it's gone. So she'll reassess and try and get him back. Nice. Lauren also says. Also, was Keith really intending on wearing a clip-on tie to his job interview? Come on, man. I hope to God he didn't wear his construction boots. <laughs> he definitely had those Tims on, didn't he? Um, but, uh, yeah, I know, the clip-on tie. I was really surprised when he whipped it off. It actually really made me laugh. But at least he got to take a sensible one, a proper tie. But, yeah, thank you, Lauren. He did. He did. <laughs> great, great comment. <laughs> Okay, so on to our 
patrons. We have some new patrons, Dom, and they need to be inducted into the Ravens team. So going to start from the top and move down. So coming in at Hall of Fame, Michelle, welcome to the Ravens. Michelle, you just became a Raven. Katie, a junior varsity, you just became a Raven. Hey, Katie, you just became a Raven. <laughs> Crystal, at junior, at junior varsity. Crystal, hey, Crystal, you just became a Raven. Teresa, at junior varsity. Teresa, you just became a Raven. John, at junior varsity. Oh, hey, John. Johnny? John? <laughs> John, I think you're my cousin. You just became a raven. <laughs> Tasha at Junior Varsity. Tasha, you just became a raven. Tahini at Junior Varsity. Tahini, you just became a raven. I'm not sure if this is Kira or Kyra. I'm so sorry if I'm getting it wrong. K-I-R-A. Kyra? Kira. 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 Kira, Kira, is that you? <laughs> you just became a raven. <laughs> Alex at Junior Varsity. Alex, you just became a raven. Nathaniel at Junior Varsity. Nathaniel. I tried to make it like a bit more Nathan. Like Nathan from, Scott. From the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nathaniel Scott, you just became a raven. Catherine at Varsity. Super Catherine, you just became a raven. Amelia at Junior Varsity. Hi, Amelia. You just became a raven. Sophie at Varsity. Sophie, you just became a raven. Alicia at Junior Varsity. Alicia, you just became a raven. Alicia, with an E. Alicia at Junior Varsity. Alicia, you just became a raven. Ash at Junior Varsity. You just became a raven. Matthew at Varsity. Hey, Matthew. You just became a raven. Alicia, who was just on our last episode of the podcast, Hall of Fame. Great doing a podcast with her last week. Alicia, you just became a raven. Hannah and Junior Varsity. Super Hannah, you just became a raven. Sangeeta at Junior Varsity. MVP Sangeeta just became a Raven. And last but not least, our original Hall of Famer. Who is it, Dom? I don't even need to say the name. Emily. (laughs) Hi, Emily. You are a Raven. That is our Raven team. Join them. Join us and become a Raven with us. So, Dom, last but not least, Judgments. Who was your favourite performer of this episode? Oh, <laughs> that's actually a difficult one uh, this week because there was so much happening. But I think I'm going to give it to Hilary Burton. Mm. I think she did... Um, she played Peyton really well, but she did the whole 
Brooke, we need to just let bygones be bygones now. Moment well. That that whole scene was was really good and handling that and um you know, moving on to scene to scene and being quite pally with Lucas um and the way she she brought that across from Peyton and then the fight was really good uh, just her sort of development throughout this episode I actually really liked her, her performance so i'm giving it to hillary burton nice who is yours mine is uh, i i'm i'm hard to choose Part of me wants to choose Barbara Allen Woods for <laughs> no, not for that. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dirty dog. <laughs> Back to the pilot. Now, uh, partly because of that one scene that was really good with Dan, um, but I, she wasn't in it enough, I think, to warrant. She didn't have enough screen time or enough opportunity, so... Um, but I can feel it coming in the future. But I'm going to agree with <laughs> Jesus, Dom. That's <laughs> what we're working with here. Okay, sorry, sorry. Continue. <laughs> it's like a few weeks ago when I said, accidentally said Sophia's bush and it broke you. <laughs> Body double. <laughs> it wasn't. We now know. It, it was not. Uh, I'm actually going to choose Hillary Burton as well. I thought she was really good. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Nice. Peyton fans, I I'm with it. Who we loved her. We loved her this episode. We all we've always loved her. <laughs> Who's your favorite character? I'm gonna have to say Keith. Mm, makes sense. I just Keith Keith's storyline uh, was really good. I had a really good message, and his message that uh, that he get sort of gave out in his interview is really really sort of poignant moment probably the most poignant and um sort of relevant to me i think as well hmm, that so makes sense. i'm picking keith uh your favorite character i'm gonna go left field who do you think i'm gonna say you're gonna say lucas no oh god no oh <laughs> uh not not this episode i'm gonna say gary oh gary <laughs> Because Gary deserves he deserves a special mention. Come on, if there's one person in this episode I was gonna relate to, it's it's gonna be him, surely. <laughs> that was me. Um Super Gary. Yeah. Okay. Who was your favorite background performer? One line so or I, less. I wrote down a I wrote down a couple of options. Mm-hmm. So one of them was the police officer that doesn't say anything. Yep. She comes in and is just sort of standing there as like backup. She had she had her hand on her gun. She was ready to use it if she had to. <laughs> she was ready to check IDs with a gun in your face. She was. But I'm picking the guy that says, Hey, can I get a napkin? <laughs> That's so funny that you said that. I missed this in the questions. So uh, let me throw this in here. So Katie wrote on Instagram... So went, hi friends, hopefully I'm not too late for episode 20. You're not, you're right in time. What are your guys' thoughts on Brooke on the past few episodes? I can not handle her cheesy, cringeworthy lines in this episode. I love Sophia Bush and Brooke is one of my favourite characters, but man, this week was just so over the top. I'll tell you guys to get a room, but wait, you've already done that. 
you're that tallish lying person I used to be friends with and so many more. What do you guys think? Is it bad writing or just being a young actor? I know she gets better. Or just a 16-year-old female character being 16? So there's another little bit to this, but what, what do you make of that, Dom? She... I said in the last episode that I didn't like her in that episode. I, I like her all the way through. Um, but there's two there's two episodes where I didn't really like her. I thought this episode, yeah, the bitchy comments could have been put aside. But I think we might see the end of that now. Um, she's had that, you know, moment of separating Nikki and Peyton at the fight. So we'll kind of move on from that now. But yeah, some of the comments were... She calls her like a fake blonde at one point as well, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, it's just nitpicky teenage nonsense. But I think we'll get past that now. Mm. Some of those lines, it was all a bit much. It was also, it was a bit 2003, I guess, wasn't it? But yeah. <laughs> um, and then Katie also says, also, I have to get in on my favorite background performer, the guy asking for a pretzel. Can I get some? Can I get a napkin here? Couldn't quite get the sentence right. Um, better luck next time, buddy. So she said that his that his line is, "Can I get some a napkin here?" <laughs> looking for- he made a mistake, but he gave it a go. And he's looking forward to the rest uh, of the season. And Katie signed up uh, to Patreon today, so thank you very much, Katie. She became a raven. That's right. So. Um, <laughs> Okay, what about... Right, so that's your guy, the pretzel guy. Mine is uh, the guy that picked up all the celery sticks just because it bothered me so much (laughs) at the party. Nice. He wasn't even invited there. He's like, I'm not even... I'm gate crashing. I'm taking all the celery. (laughs) What was your favourite song of the episode? Now, really frustratingly, the song title was the so the episode title is what is and what should never be is actually a led zeppelin song Mm -hmm. from led zeppelin 2 which is an album that i got um when i was fairly young uh and really really liked the album it's a really good album but it didn't feature in the episode which is really upsetting i was really hoping it would because that would definitely be my choice so i've had to go for a song that is doesn't even feature on the same scale as the song that is the episode title which was i believe in a thing called love by the darkness oh God. which played at the party and i cannot really stand the darkness uh-huh. I've got, there's a friend of mine who i work with that actually really likes darkness and has seen them a couple of times and i'm like I, just, I don't know how you cope with it it's awful but i'm gonna have to pick that i'm afraid I believe in the thing called love. it's terrible dreadful terrible music i don't know what any of the songs were called but basically every every sort of hip-hop song that mouth was playing at the party was brilliant okay cool so i take whatever mouth spinning on those decks nice favorite line i've got three i've got three let's hear them all and then narrow it down the interviewer the interviewer saying my brother's an ass too Mm mm-hmm was funny um when lucas appears outside the police station mm-hmm. and dan says and the disappointments just keep on coming uh and then i th- okay this is going to be my favorite so those are those were contenders that that was third second and this is first uh when nikki says i thought i smelled something 
<laughs> and Peyton says, oh, that's skank. And I think it's coming from you. That That is a quality line. So I'm going with that. That's the best line of the episode. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, Yourself? Mine's got to be the... Uh, pry your pry your lips away from off of my ass, Scott. <laughs> Let's go, Gary. Okay, nice. and last but not least, the precious precious rating. Did you have a number in your mind before we started this conversation? Yes. Did it increase or decrease during the process of this conversation? It increased. Ooh. By one or two? Or five? By one. Okay. So my guess is that you... Well, I'm not going to say. I had a number before. It stayed the same all the way through. I'm ready. Are you ready? We give it on three. I'm ready. One, two, three, nine. Nine. Yep. Yep. It's a nine. It's a nine. Good nine. Solid nine. Solid nine. Great. I would agree. Great episode. Move the story along. Good drama. Comedy moments. Yeah. Good a fight. Good fight. Good deb. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Brazier's and peers. Good times. Great, great, great deb. <laughs> Barbara Adam oh, Woods should have been performer. Right. So, what. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a nine if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast please rate review subscribe tell a friend if you have social media please help us share something share some of our stuff let people know and try and help us spread the word we appreciate all of you please keep reaching out interacting with us you can find our email address in the link uh, in the podcast description, and you can also find links to our social media dom at Ravens Podcast on Instagram. Please follow us, uh, send Simon some messages, and he will heavily censor them and share them with me as well. And check out our Fox River podcast. Dom has control and is operating an Instagram for that, which is what Dom. Uh, it is at Fox River Podcast. So if you're into Prison Break or if you're not into Prison Break, go over there and have a look and join us on that journey through bars as well. So anything else you'd like to say, Dom? No, thank you very much for listening, everyone. And, and thank you for to all the uh, patrons on Patreon as well. All right, we're going to whisper the ravens on three this week. So what accent should we do it in, Dom? German. Okay, it's your turn to count. Eins, zwei, drei. The Ravens on three. Eins, zwei, drei. Ravens. Ravens. Ah, good stuff. <laughs>